How's everybody doing? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, I'm glad you guys are here on the Wednesday. I know I've been slacking for the past couple of Wednesdays, but I'm back. I am back. I'm going to try to be here all the time. But we got to talk about Kanye West versus Tim Pool. Or we got to talk about it. That is a really, really hot button issue right now. We got to talk about Kanye versus Kanye, period. Because there's a lot going on with Kanye, or pardon me, Ye. There's a whole lot going on with him. And I think that there are some really bad actors in the mix. And he's being used. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, the whole Balenciaga thing. Have you guys been following that story? A lot of big name celebrities have been involved with it. They've done campaigns with them. They are a high-end, I guess you would say, quote-unquote, high-end fashion brand from Europe. But they have some really, really troubling marketing strategies that they are engaged in. We'll talk about that in a minute. And also, why they do things like this. Then, the European Union allegedly threatened Elon Musk with a ban of Twitter if he doesn't play along, if he doesn't play ball. If he doesn't do certain things that they want, then they may take him off the out of the European Union. They may ban him, but they won't ban TikTok for some reason. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Also, we got to talk about the non-binary Biden official who got caught stealing a suitcase out of an airport. We'll talk about all those things more on this episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you enjoy what you have heard thus far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. We got some good topics tonight. Oh, I man, we got some good wins. The, the non-binary official, that's going to be a good win. The, the, the Kanye and Tim Pool. I have a ton to say about Kanye and Tim Pool, but I don't want to get ahead of myself and let the guy out of the bag too early. So first things first, shout out to all the sponsors. Of course, you guys know my websites as always, and everything I'm saying right now will be in the description. Oh, but before I get to my websites, before I get to my other sponsors, let's talk about this podcast is a podcast you're listening to right now, whether you're listening to it live as I'm doing it on YouTube, on the re-recording, or, or on a playback on YouTube, or on your favorite audio streaming platform. So you can find this podcast 400% free, audio only, on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Link for that will be in the description. If you're listening to me right now on your favorite audio streaming platform, please give me a five-star rating, a review, whatever you can do for me. That'd be greatly appreciated. And it'd be available 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So today's Wednesday, December 30th. It'd be available tomorrow Pardon me, I want to say December. Today is Wednesday, November 30th, and tomorrow will be Thursday, December the 1st. So December is here. Christmas will be here before you know it. Like, tomorrow is December the 1st. Christmas will be here in the blink of an eye. You, you, you go to bed tomorrow night, wake up, it'll be Christmas morning or Christmas Eve, and you'll be going to Tarjay and Best Buy, rushing to get gifts for your kids and everybody else. But I digress, so... The whole point is that this will be available for free on your favorite audio streaming platforms tomorrow morning at a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, go to my websites, 
The first one, of course, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. The letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. You can go to the front page. And for each video that I produce where I'm speaking on it, I write an article for it to give you some more context, to give you some videos that I couldn't play on the website, to give you some sources that I can't necessarily link within the video itself. Everything will be on the website. For example, the whole Kanye versus Tim Pool thing. Now, I can't play the entire podcast on my quick recap video, but you can go to my website and watch it there if you need that extra context again. AnthonyBLogan.com. Also, go to the contact page on that website for my email address, my snail mail address, my social media platforms, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All that good stuff is right there on the website, AnthonyBLogan.com forward slash contact. Go to ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. We got hats. We got t-shirts. We got stickers. We got hoodies. We got more all on the website. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Check the site out. Also, what else I got? Of course, you guys got to go to patriotpost.us, the best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Their link will be in the box. And then go to bhedesigns.com. They make the beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. All the links I'm talking about right now will be in the description box. If you're listening to me on an audio streaming platform, there should be some kind of area, some kind of information area. All the links should be there. And if they're not there, go to the website and you'll find what you're looking for on anthonyblogan.com. So, okay. Tim Pool. I see it's a lot of comments about Tim Pool in the chat. I'll get to him in a minute. I, I don't want to start with Tim Pool right away because you guys are still coming in. I want to be courteous everybody's time. So I'll get to Tim Pool a little bit later, but I will talk about him. Y'all don't worry about it. Okay, y'all don't, don't even worry about it. I will get to him. So I kind of want to start somewhere else first, shall we? Let's talk about um, the European Union and Elon Musk. Now, the European Union allegedly has threatened to ban Twitter from the European Union because of content moderation. Let me see if I can pull up the actual um, article here. So they, for content moderation, right? And a lot of it is because Elon is there. Now, understand Twitter. If you don't know about Twitter, if you're not over there a lot like I am, you can pretty much find whatever you want on Twitter. And it was like that before Elon Musk got there. And when I say whatever you want, I, I tend to mean things that are legal. And before Elon got there, quite frankly, there was a lot more illegal things on there. If you catch my drift, I don't want to be too specific because we're on YouTube's right now. We got the babies watching and I don't want to get flagged down or nothing like that. But there were some things on Twitter that shouldn't have been on Twitter. And when Elon came, a lot of those accounts that were posting this kind of stuff, this really explicit stuff that shouldn't have been there, they were getting nuked off the platform. Okay which is a good thing. But still, the European Union says, well, your content moderation is not really what we desire. And I think that's because of certain guys that have been reinstated, like Donald Trump. The way I read this, and I'll put this article on the screen, the way I read this is, hey, man, you reinstated Donald Trump's account. We don't like that. You know, you need to go through a rigorous process before you just reinstate somebody. You see, the EU has certain rules for tech companies to follow. They want you to do things their way. They want you to be open to an audit. They want you to pretty much be part of their government. And it's weird because you talk about China, right? China, 
they'll have government officials in your company. So let's say you are a ByteDance or Tencent, you own TikTok or whatever the case may be. Uh, you may have a um, random Chinese guy to be the face of the company, uh, CEO, COO, or whatever it is, but he, he isn't really the boss. He's just an employee. Of, first of all, he's an employee anyway, but he definitely has no real power because the government is right there, right next to him. It would be the boss or of the company or the guy that runs the company, the senior leader of the company, right next to a Chinese Communist Party official, right next to him, because they're going to work together. Once you become a company of any kind of note in China, you will be part of the Chinese Communist Party. Okay? So, and I say that to say this, that appears to be what the European Union is trying to do through a different way. They may not send one of their officials to actually work at Twitter or to be a boss at Twitter, but they're saying, Hey, if you want to operate in the European union, you got to follow this rule, that rule, this rule, that rule that we set arbitrarily. Uh, you need to have better content moderation or some of your stuff that you allow to get through the cracks. But a lot of this stuff is not really things that it, it's not really consistent with how they talk about what they want. Cause check it out. On TikTok, it's, TikTok is really bad. A lot of you guys may enjoy TikTok, and that's fine. I'm not trying to hate on you. Nothing against you. I'm talking about the Chinese Communist Party and what, what they do to us. TikTok is a surveillance program. They um, record your keystrokes. So when you're on your phone, you're on your phone, you're on uh, TikTok, you're, you're typing comments, you're scrolling, you're creating content. They are recording all of what they can record from your phone. They might turn on your camera, look in your house. I'm kind of exaggerating on the last one, but they might. I would not put it past the Chinese Communist Party to turn your camera on from TikTok and look inside your home. I wouldn't put it past them. Wasn't there a scam, a, a scam dual part me recently where they found that China was um, piloting drones, pilot, piloting drones um, in major cities? Let me see if I can find... Uh, this story, Chinese drones, U.S. Okay, wait a minute. Um, I see one article right here talking about the U.S. government keeps buying drones. That's not very smart. Um, so here's a, a article right here. All right, check it out. Watch this. Now, you have not seen this story on the news. Maybe you have if you watch news a lot, like I do. If you're a news junkie, maybe you saw it on the news. Maybe you saw it uh, at 12 p.m. on a Tuesday on Fox or something like that. But this should be 8 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, primetime headline news. See this right here? It says, Senators alarmed over potential Chinese drone spy threat. And the subhead says, Lawmakers who were briefed on hundreds of intrusions over the White House, Capitol, and Pentagon worry about possible espionage. Now, here's the thing about those um here's the thing about those uh those drones. A lot of drones that you would get in the US, they're geofenced, meaning they can't fly over certain spaces. You know, they just it just can't happen. It just the drone won't go in certain spaces. But if you get them straight from China, they can do whatever they want. They don't have the geofencing on it. And a lot of these drones are spying on the US. They're spying on us. They're spying on government officials. They're spying on official government business in uh, Washington, D.C. and all over the country. 
And they also have these centers in, uh, what's this, New York? So I'm, I'm going to get back to the whole thing with Elon and TikTok, well, Elon and Twitter. But I'm talking about China right now and what they do. Aside from TikTok, they spy all the time. They spy, they steal, they're just whatever. But the European Union appears to give them a pass, right? Oh, so China, what do they have? Um, a police station? It's okay. So let's let's check it out. Let me see if I can find it. Um, police service centers. There we go. That's what they're talking about. So China has these things called police service stations. Um, and what they do is, so for example, in New York City, they have a police service station, at least one of them. They got all over the world. You see, they got them in Africa. They got them in South America, Mongolia, of course, uh, all over Europe, uh, Korea, not Korea, Japan. They got them in Cambodia, everywhere. Brunei, for some reason. Now, the whole purpose of these stations is for Chinese officials to convince, persuade, blackmail, or whatever they can, uh, Chinese, former Chinese residents, dissidents, whatever you want to call them, to come back home. That's what they want to do. And they, they go through extreme measures to be able to do it. And these centers operate just randomly in the city. They got them in New York City, or at least one of them is just right there. It has, it has Chinese characters on it, part of the, it's part of the regular landscape. Okay, you have a uh, Aeropostale clothing store right there, a Popeye's chicken right there, and then right in between that, you got a Chinese Communist Party service center trying to convince Chinese citizens, people that are born in China, or whatever the case may be, to go back to China. All right, and they use very, um, how can I say, unscrupulous methods to be able to do it. They, they do things in a very threatening way. So, China does all this. They got the police service stations. They got the drones. They got the actual spies like Eric Swalwell didn't come across, you know, Miss Fang Fang. You got all of that going on. And TikTok is an extension of that because that's how they operate anyway with anything. It don't matter what it is. They even had spying on their phones. They had these really cheap phones called Huawei. And I had Huawei phones too. I ain't trying to get it twisted. But through the Huawei phones, they were alleged to spying any kind of equipment that they make, they're going to be alleged as spying. So TikTok is no different. It's just a software version of what they do. They said it was so bad that if you had TikTok on your phone, you might not only need to delete TikTok, but get a whole brand new phone. It's crazy. But the European Union has no issue with TikTok, apparently. They don't really want to ban that, but they're talking about banning Twitter because of content moderation. And what that means to me is that Twitter may allow you to say things that other platforms won't. TikTok will ban you for nothing. Like, they, they'll ban you for nothing. But Twitter's not the same way. You could put out garbage and trash on TikTok. You could put out things that make people unmotivated, not willing to work, want to lay on the high parts all day. That's totally fine. But then when you're talking about some true things, some real things, all of a sudden, that ain't permitted, and they want to come against you. So let's see what's going on here. So it says the European Union has warned Twitter owner Elon Musk that his tech platform convinced a ban in Europe unless the site abides by its rules on content moderation. So again, what does that really mean? What, what are these rules and how are they being enforced? Are they being enforced only on Twitter.com or only are they being enforced on Facebook? Are they being enforced on TikTok? Are they being enforced anywhere else? Instagram, whatever it is. 
So EU Commissioner Thierry Britton made this threat to Musk on Wednesday during a video meeting wherein she said that Musk must adhere to a checklist of, of rules. This includes ditching uh, an arbitrary approach to reinstating banned users and aggressively fighting off so-called disinformation. Now, here's the question I got for y'all. What exactly is disinformation? Like I was saying in my video, I got like Anthony Fauci could be accused of disinformation talking about, oh, or even Joe Biden talking about, oh, well, you know, if you get the vax, you won't get the bug. If you get the vax, you won't get the bug. But yet people got the vax and then still got the bug. Same thing with Fauci talking all this crazy stuff, talking about match this, match that. And then he came out and said, well, the reason why I kept pushing, the reason, the reason why I said the mask won't work is because I did not want there to be a run on the masks. So you tell us whatever you want to tell us for a particular effect, for a particular reason, but it's not always the truth. And as a matter of fact, I think it's often not the truth with a guy like Anthony Fauci. You can pretty much all agree on that one right there. Usually with him, it's not about the truth. It's just about what is politically expedient to do. But let's keep on going here. Uh, Musk was told that he must abide by those rules or he would be infringing on the EU's Digital Service Act, which sets standards on how big tech sites moderate their content. Brandt said that Twitter could face a Europe-wide ban or fines if the criteria are not met. Now, what I want to know is, what are these actual rules? And by the way, Musk said that the DSA was reasonable, so... If he hasn't, if he's not really having an issue with the DSA, if it didn't really a problem, then my question is, why would they approach him talking about, hey, if you don't do this and you're going to get banned? That seems like it doesn't make any sense if he doesn't have a problem with it. If he's cool with it, doesn't have a problem with it, then he's going to adhere to it. But I think they want him to go a step further and to ban certain people or to put him back on the ban list like Donald Trump. They don't want him to be there. They're trying to find a reason to get him out of the way, but they don't really have a reason. So they're just going to say, look, we, we, we want a better cooperation, all this and that and the third, but there's no real reason to ban a guy like Trump. Not, not in the least bit. So, but getting back to it, um, Trump, not, not Trump, pardon me. Elon is doing a great job with Twitter. Is it perfect? 100% are both sides going to be totally 100% happy? No, but I think what I like about Elon is that he is able to kind of be in the center not necessarily a fence rider, but somebody that you, cause you, I feel like you can't really be too far one way or the other. You got to be in the middle to deal with people and understand them and makes, you know, let, 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 let them, let them know that you know what makes them tick and just help them through the process. They got going. Cause at Twitter, you're going to have a variety of employees. You're going to have the blue hair SJW hands up. Don't shoot black lives matter. The trans elemental P Q P Z person. Then you're going to have the regular normie guy just working there, day taking care of his kids, straight. He's been with a girl, same girl since high school, college, whatever it is. Different personality, different different uh, backgrounds. You got to be able to juggle all of that within the company. And then outside the company, you got to have um, the advertisers be on point because they said they lost half of their top advertisers on Twitter over the past week or two. That's a lot of money that they're losing out on. So you got to figure out a way to make them happy. And if not, then how are you going to make money? Twitter has, Twitter has never really made money at all. Twitter has been a losing operation for a long time. They make a lot of money, but they don't make money. You understand? So they make a lot of money, but how much money do they make versus what they lose? 
if you made eight hundred million dollars, but you spent a billion dollars, you lost two hundred million dollars. Yes, you made eight hundred billion. That's a lot of money. That's very good work, but you lost two hundred million. So how are you going to shore that up? That's probably a good question to ask. But yeah, so we're going to see how this whole thing plays out with um, Twitter and the European Union. I think that it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine because Musk is not necessarily against the European Union standards uh, for digital content. So I don't really know what's going on with that or what, where it's going to go. But what I do know is that um, Elon met with Tim Cook today. Now, Tim Cook is the CEO of Apple. And there was a rumor that Apple was going to take Twitter off of the App Store. That was the rumor. Okay, so Elon went to Twitter headquarters, I mean, to, to Apple headquarters to talk to Tim Cook about what's going on. Okay, so here's a, a video right here of uh, Elon at Apple headquarters out there. Well, in California somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, Silicon Valley. Okay, can we get some sound a little bit? So you got like a, a nice little pond right there. I mean, probably throw a few quarters and dimes in it, you know, skip across the water. Real nice and serene. Okay. This is Apple's headquarters. And at the end of it, he says, good conversation. Among other things, we resolved the misunderstanding about Twitter potentially being removed from the app store. Tim was clear that Apple never considered doing so. So there was no intention, according to Tim Apple, I mean, Tim Poole, Tim <laughs> Cook, about the Twitter app being removed from the app store. But that was a big rumor. People were saying, yeah, if he, if he does that, I won't go back to Apple. No more iPhones for me. But apparently that was a rumor and they were not taking off that. Now, do you think it was a rumor or was it a thing that they floated out there and then it didn't really materialize? So now it's a rumor. It's a joke, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen that quite a bit, just like the whole thing with PayPal, right? Talking about $2,500 for removing or, or for, for saying certain things, hate speech, things that go against their narrative. Okay, remember that whole thing? And then they say, oh, no, that's not really going on. And then they put it right back in there when the, when the smoke cleared, when all the, all the drama died down, they put it right back in there in terms of service. It, it's a whole big mess. So, yeah, shout out to Elon Musk for being able to go and talk to Tim Apple, who I call Tim Apple, Tim Cook. That's a good thing. And I wish we could have more of those kind of dialogues between people that don't really necessarily get along. And you never know. They could be best of friends. Best of friends. You never know what could happen. They, they could go golfing together, go hunting and fishing, whatever they do. They could be best of friends. But I think the whole thing with Twitter being taken off the app store is just a bridge too far. You had some professional protesters trying to make that happen, but it just wasn't going to go down. I think um, Twitter is really big app on the iPhone, probably sells some iPhones to a certain extent. So they don't, don't want to ruin part of their cash cow as well. I tell you what, if, um, if Apple says, you know what, no more Twitter, I'm like, okay, do I need an iPhone? I really was happy with my Android. I mean, the iPhone has its perks. The iPhone is good for communication with people more than the Android, in my opinion. But if part of my communication has not been limited or totally eliminated, then that's not really a way to get me to come back or to get me to stay. I want better communication, not less communication. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're going to see how the whole thing plays out. Um, Elon proposed a, a new phone. 
So he says, hey, if we get booted from the app store, I'll come up with a whole brand new phone and then we can just do it that way. But that's not, that's not, that's not really needed. First of all, you can access, um, you can access Twitter from your web browser. I mean, everybody might not do that, but I do that on my, on my desktop for sure. On my web browser, um, on the, I, I do it from the app on my phone, but I could do it through the phone's web browser. Now, just because they take the app off the app stores, I mean, you can't get it from the web browser. You could just type in Twitter.com on your browser and you're right there. Go ahead and log in and you get money. Um, now, there's, there's a lot we want to get to, but I think I pretty much, that's pretty much all I wanted to say as far as Tim Apple and Elon and Twitter and the whole situation, right? Um, but getting back to the whole European Union ban, I don't know what their purpose is. I think it's just to silence any kind of political dissidents from the United States that may impact them over in Europe. Maybe you get the the boys playing the big game. You got the 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 G eight, G nine, whatever that is. You got them playing the big game. You got people that are really in power playing the big game. So it's just a whole lot going on. Somebody asked me if I watched the USA Iran game. Zealand Zen asked me that. I did not watch the USA-Iran game, but I heard there was a lot of tension involved because of the nature of it. You got um, you got Iran that being accused of certain things, uh, same thing with Qatar, and then the U.S. is there. And I, I saw one reporter ask a U.S. player about black racism, meaning against blacks, not black people doing it to other people. It was a mess. It's like, is that what we got going on? So the international image of us is that we just keep getting victimized and it's, it's a problem we got going on. So then when the U S says something about human rights offenses, they say, Oh, look at your black people. They get abused too. That's kind of ridiculous, but that's kind of what's going on right now. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Um, now somebody says, what about Apple stopping the airdrop function in China? I heard about that. So you guys know there's a lot of protests going on. And matter of fact, here's a good time to talk about the protests. Because you're talking about European Union and Elon Musk and Trump and whatnot. Uh, I touched on TikTok in China briefly, but there's an actual really big protest happening in China. I may or may not do a video about this specifically, but here is the story as far as I know. And I have some videos. They are a little graphic. I won't say they have any kind of uh, skin going on. It's just... It's just rough because of the situation that happened. So there was apparently a fire in an apartment complex in China. But the issue is that what China does is block you in your house when there's a virus lockdown, meaning they'll weld you inside your home when a virus breaks out. So they did not have a way to escape the building Kids and everything burned alive because of that. One thing about China is that they, they do some really dumb things. They're um, really good at creating things, meaning they can manufacture very well. Uh, innovation, I don't really know about innovation. They can just, they can work in a factory all day long, okay? Send us little helpers all day, right? They could do that all day long, but when it comes to things that require a little bit more knowledge, they're just not really educated like that to understand. So common sense would say, hey, if I'm welding the door shut, if I'm welding the window shut, that's a fire hazard. How are they going to escape when it's a fire? Now, you may want to um, 
you you may want to do that for a while, meaning lock somebody up. I'm not saying it's right. But even when somebody's locked up, there's still protocols of safety to let them out when they need to get let out. Okay, you're not going to let somebody in a penitentiary just roam around the city when it should be locked up. Okay, lock them up, but can they get a little bit of time to go outside? Um, is this really safe? Is there a fire hazard here? Because if everybody's in their, in their apartment, if everybody is in their apartment and they're, they're locked in there, they can't even escape and the fire breaks out, what happens? What happens? It's it's a it, they 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 give zero f's about their own people. That's right, JB. They don't care at all about their own people. So that's why that's that's part of the reason why I think the whole thing with uh, China and the and the lab leak. I think I think it was a real lab leak. They didn't really care that they got out. I don't think they said it on their own people because this whole thing with the the mandates. And a lockdown has hurt them more than it's helped them. So I don't think that makes a lot of sense for them to do something like this on purpose. You know, to, to infect their own people and then let them travel around the world to infect the rest of us for economic power. I don't think it makes any sense. I think that they'd much rather have their people back to work and not necessarily um, caged up. But maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm incorrect. But I think that's not really what they're trying to do. They're trying to get people to actually go out there and, and work. And make stuff for the West. But then again, maybe these guys aren't factory workers. Who knows? I don't know what they got going on. But I know that there's some stuff that I don't like seeing. Now, here's a video I want to show you guys. I'm not going to play the sound. It's, the sound is pretty horrific, actually. You hear screams and whatnot. So you can see this, this burnt out husk of a building. And you see what it says. It says families in the high rise in China were locked into their apartment buildings as, uh, as a building caught fire. Arumki, uh, Xinjiang province. They burned alive as they couldn't escape. And no one could hear, uh, they, they couldn't get to them in time. This is directly from on the CCP and Z's zero COVID lockdown strategy. So here's the, look at that. And look, look at what it did to the actual door. So there's some kind of wire going in the door. I'm not sure what that's anchored to. But it's some kind of wire going in the on like on on a door handle that is preventing it from being able to move. So you're literally being locked, welded, trapped inside your own house because of what? Because of this virus that is so soft and so weak it can't really kill you unless you're elderly or very obese. I mean, it's it's crazy. And it's not getting any more potent as time goes on and it won't go away. So you gotta ask yourself, what's the point in doing it? Okay, what's the purpose? Let me see if I can find something right here. All right, so that right there is another way a door has been jammed, locked. If it's me, I'm finding a way out. I'm sorry. Like, we're going to have to, if, if you come to my door, talking about, yeah, we're here to dead bolt your door from the outside, we're going to fight to the bitter end. We're going to fight to the death. I'm no fighter, but you're going to get fought that day, for sure. You're going to get fought that day. We're going to fight to the death. It's one of us dies. You're not putting that on my door, sir. You're not going to do it. All right. So that's, that's that right there. Uh, very, very sad, very sad, but preventable, very preventable. All I had to do was let, let the doors open. And my thing is, okay, can there be, is, where's the security guard? Like even in the jail, you have guards, people that make sure that uh, everything's on the up and up. 
if there's any kind of problems, the inmate could come to him and add, and and tell him what the problem is, and maybe it get resolved, maybe it won't. But there should be a a, a a way to prevent that kind of fire. Hey, super, super, super! You know we got some electrical stuff going on. Can we fix that? I saw my plug arc in my garage. Can we fix that? Like, what's going on? It just kind of let this happen. Very unfortunate. Very sad. Oh, the human. There's no humanity. China has zero humanity, none whatsoever. They complain about the U.S. That's right, uh, th. They complain about us, but go over to China and see how you get treated. See if they see if they give you that 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 princess and king treatment. See if they give you that treatment. I doubt they will. I seriously doubt it. That's not really how they operate over in China. <laughs> they they don't. They don't really care. And you know, people talking about oh well, I, I'll be different if they will kill their own people. Just for no real reason, what are they gonna do to you? I saw, I saw a, um, I saw a, a a video, or I don't know if it was a video. It might have been a video, but I don't know if the person I'm talking about was in video. If that makes any sense, it might have just been pictures and people talking about it. But anyway, um, there was a, a black guy. Race is not necessarily important, but it's just part of the story. So there was a black guy who got caught up in a Chinese factory. He's basically living as a slave. I forget how it happened. He might have been indentured. He might have just come over there to be a, a, um, a foreign worker like they do in parts of Asia and Europe in America, but mostly Asia and Europe. So um, he was in the factory, trapped, and he wrote a note in one of the toys, and it got sent out to who knows I think he was he was making like Halloween decorations. It might have been like fake tombstones. It might have been fake tombstones. He sends it out and then it makes the news. He said he said what his name was, where he was, might have been the phone number. Let me see if I can find that right quick. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. So I'm gonna search black man stuck in Chinese factory. Let me see if it comes up. I bet you it will. All right, yep, here we go. First first thing. Oh no, that that ain't it. No, 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 no. I don't want to see that one. Oh my goodness. I definitely don't want to see that one. Good grief. Man. I'm seeing some really horrible horrible stories though. Some really horrible stories. Like one guy got sucked into a he got sucked, sucked into a vent like or a, a machine and got folded up. And they, they showed it too. It's like, why would you show that? Why why do I want to see this guy? Like, fold it up. I don't know if I want to see that. All right. I might not be able to find that one. They might have just went ahead and, um, they might have gone ahead and deleted that particular video. Yeah, that's, that's crucial. I don't want to see that. My man, his, his legs are going, ah. But anyway, I'm going to just move past that one. Let's get to the protest, shall we? So there's a lot of protests going on right now. Um, here's one shout out to clown world for the video. This is over in China. Now, my question I have is, um, my question I have is how are these videos getting out? China is notorious for cracking down on any kind of dissemination of this kind of material. Is it propaganda? And if it is propaganda, why would this be out as propaganda? Let's go ahead and play it. And then you'll see what I'm talking about. 
So as you as you can see, you have the big whites. That that's that's like the police or the security force that are behind a lot of um, the the enforcement, the, the enforcing of the the zero tolerance COVID policy. That's them. That's the big whites, and they're deep. I mean, imagine living here in this environment with the, with the big whites. It's terrifying. All the, the different kind of the color passport. So in China, you have this uh, this digital passport right on your phone, I suppose. Digital passport. And if it turns, if it's green, you're good. You can go wherever you want. If it turns red, you're pretty much homeless. You can't go back to your house. You can't go back to your job. You can't. You could barely even get food. You pretty much are just outcast from society. And my question is, what's the point in doing all this? Why? It's not going to help the spread. Or, you know, it's not, it's not going to help it at all. See, that right there lets me know that this was not them um, releasing it on purpose. The, the Wuhan lab, we all know where it came from. It came from the Wuhan lab. And it's funny how all of what we said back then when the virus first came out is now being... Uh, justified is true. We're now being vindicated. We said it came from a lab. We said we don't want to vax. And they're saying the vax can be dangerous and that it did come from a lab. What happened was, in my humble opinion, they're doing the gain function research thanks to Anthony Fauci, the NIH, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. They're doing gain function research, but China is so nasty and so unprepared to deal with this kind of stuff, the virus leaked from the lab. Anybody could have, it could have been a careless person, not washing their hands, not decontaminating, whatever it is. I said it before, and shout out to LoudY86 on YouTube for this story. Quick story, I ain't going to wear you out. But he was talking about how he was in this really big hospital in Beijing. Very big hospital, big as, was it like Penn Station or Grand Central? Whatever it is, it was a very, very big hospital. But he looked and looked and looked in bathrooms and wherever you could find, there was not one bar of soap. Why would you not have a bar of soap in the hospital? Wouldn't that be where you need soap <laughs> for clean germs? It's just different over there. They don't do things the same way we do it. It just don't. So no wonder the virus got out in China. And no wonder they're doing goofy stuff like this to try and keep it contained. Yes, they, they, they're very good at manufacturing stuff, cheap Chinese products. They're very good at stealing ideas from people. They're very good at spying. They're very good at having a lot of people, but they're not good at common sense stuff like how to build a building that doesn't fall apart in one year, how to wash your hands after you get done using the bathroom. You understand? That's, that's kind of what China's about. But let me go find some more clips. There's quite a few clips from the, the Chinese protests. Uh, it was it was no soap. They couldn't find one bar of soap. It was crazy. But you can't you can't say you're surprised. When I said when I said these things about China, you're not surprised at all. You kind of expect it, right? Because I expect it. I, I most certainly do. And 
If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good. We got quite a few topics on deck that I'm going to get to. All right, let me see if I can. We must have this video might might have it. No, nah, this ain't gonna have it. Let me just keep going here, and then I'm gonna find what I'm looking for. Here's some Chinese stuff. Yeah. Oh, CNN put out a video about the protests in China. Imagine that. Look at this right here. Look at this. They chant Xi Jinping step down, an extraordinary show of defiance in China. In Shanghai, they chant for freedom, democracy, and end to COVID lockdowns. Even targeting the Communist Party and the Supreme Leader himself. Unprecedented protests are erupting across China, from major metropolises to elite college campuses, even far-flung cities. Searing nationwide anger, triggered by a deadly fire in China's far west Xinjiang region. That's what I was talking about with the fire where they were trapped in the house or in the apartment building and they couldn't get out because they were welded inside. They were screaming for a long time, please open the doors, please open the doors. They would not let them out. Because, again, it's a fire hazard. You, you got the windows welded shut and the door welded shut. They didn't, think to, they didn't think to the next step, like, okay, if there's a fire, what happens? They didn't, they didn't think that far. Water unable to actually reach the fire blazing from the high floor of the apartment building. Videos indicate COVID restrictions prevented fire trucks from getting close enough, apparently blocked by fences and metal barriers normally used during lockdowns. In the building's chat group, a mother pleads, help us, my kids are dying, we don't have enough oxygen. At least 10 people died. The nation, grieving the deaths of victims that likely spent the last months of their lives trapped in that building. Most of Xinjiang has been locked down for more than 100 days. You got to understand, in China, this is very dangerous to protest like this because you can actually get killed. I mean, you already remember Tiananmen Square. You know, Tiananmen Square was a massacre. They just just sprayed them down. The authorities, quote unquote, sprayed them down out there for protesting. So this right here is very dangerous for them to, for them to do. But this could actually change China because there are so many people in the nation if they all kind of just come together and say, okay, no more is enough, they could overthrow the government. There could be a coup. But I don't know. It's going to be kind of rough because the government versus the people is going to be a tough battle in a place like China. The protests even spilling into the capital. So here's, here's the thing about Apple. I mean, what somebody brought up earlier, they allegedly turned off a key airdrop function right, right before the protest. So maybe as the protests were starting to ramp up and the government saw it coming, they say, okay, Apple, turn off this airdrop function because if you do that, that'll help us be able to contain this. That, that could have happened. I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. They're chanting that they don't want COVID tests. They want freedom. And many people are also... So they have up blank sheets of white paper. That's part of their protest. I'm not really sure why they have that, but that's what they do. So if, you, if you're seeing the pieces of paper and you're wondering why are they blank, that's why. That's part of their protest. Blank sheets of white paper. And many people are also holding white papers in their hands, which is a sign of solidarity See, yeah. against censorship. Okay, so basically that's that's what it is. It's about censorship. 
They sing and cheer, shout to be unsealed, and some even break down into tears. A man with a loudspeaker shouts, We always support the Communist Party, but we want democracy and freedom. <laughs> really? Is that is that going to be possible? I think not. How are you going to support the Communist Party, but at the same time want democracy and freedom? That's not how that works at all. I asked a protester how he was feeling. Overwhelmed, he said. All conscientious Chinese people should... I don't know. I'm not really... Uh, some of this, some of this is kind of, eh, it's a little fishy, little, little fishy. Come here and stand together. I said, you realize there's a risk being here. Of course there is, he responded. And if we just turn the camera around, you'll see there is a row of police. Hours later. How was CNN even here? But I know I heard one CNN journalist got kind of roughed up by the CCP. But how are they allowed to be here and film? Yeah, it's a little fishy. I'm, I'm not sure how, how this is happening. Masses of police filed in, pushing the protesters back. Demonstrators shout towards the authorities, we are not your enemy. We are in this together. These are unbelievable scenes in China where public criticism of the party can lead to prison time or even worse. In Shanghai, police arrested, roughed up protesters, violently dragging them into cars. No protests of this scale, demanding political reforms, have been seen since the Tiananmen pro-democracy protests in 1989 that led to a massacre of unarmed protesters. These demonstrators know what they're risking, but they're determined to make their voices heard. This looks very suspicious. I'm, I'm looking like this. Is it is this China or is it like Las Vegas, Nevada? Like, where is this at for real? I don't. It's, it's kind of suspicious. That's what I'm saying. But I think there is a protest. But I think there's some stuff that the media is not necessarily showing. And I think that maybe they aren't allowed to show everything or they may not want to show everything. This is very interesting. I want to see how the whole thing goes. I'll keep my eye on it. I keep my eye on it. I see some propaganda, perhaps, kind of interspersed in there. It's, it's a lot of things going on. Uh, but something like, I think there's a lot of misinformation floating around because they don't want you to really know the the whole thing about what's happening. So we'll, we'll see what's going on. We we shall see. All right. But that's that's kind of what's happening right now in, in China with the protests over that fire that happened. People were blocked in their homes. And then all the, um, all the, all the tests they, they're trying to run. And also... Um, there's, there's been some videos of the drones in China. So there was a drone in China spraying chemicals on people. Like it said, like, quote unquote, disinfectant. But how do you spray disinfectant from the sky onto somebody's head? Matter of fact, here it is. So disinfectant, I'm thinking like, okay, like a hand sanitizer or something like that. That's what I'm thinking about when you say disinfectant. I don't think about a thing that's running down from the sky on top of your head. Here's a video right here I'm talking about of the so-called disinfectant. Look at this. And this, the caption says, CCP drones spray unidentified disinfectant chemicals onto cities. I mean, imagine you come outside 
and there's a drone above you spraying just random stuff on you. Just random, random stuff on you. Like, what is, what is that? I'm cool on that. You got chemtrails. That's bad enough. But this right here, and I could feel the, the whole mist. Um, spread, Like, what, what is that? I don't want that on me. Get that off me. Nah. Let's, let's shoot that down. But, you know, in China, they don't have guns in China. So whatever the government tells them, they're kind of at their mercy unless they all want to get together and be like human shields and try to fight it that way. Um, that's that's supposedly in China. I'm not really sure where in China, but they had these drones outside just spraying chemicals. I'm cool on that, man. I don't want no chemicals on my body. Just spray. Like I said, chemtrails bad enough. Fluoride in the water bad enough. But a, a, a drone just spraying me like a car wash. Nah, I'm cool. I am cool. I'm good with that. No, no, no way. All right. So here's a um, an aerial shot of the quarantine camp that they have built. So you get a you get a red code for you. Get, you go from green to red, but you get sent here to the quarantine camp. And you know that you know that they they're building these places with the most shoddy construction possible. Very shoddy. It's going to be a mess. That's probably going to flood right there, too. I don't see any kind of proper drainage or anything. It's going to be a mess. Look at this. It's like storage boxes for humans. It's crazy. It's total. It's a total mess. So, like I said, all of that stuff right there lets me know that China was not prepared for this whole thing to happen. They they leaked it on accident and then tried to cover it up. The world didn't want to address it because they didn't want to because the world was like, okay, what's the purpose of trying to blame China? It's not going to make it any better. But I want to know where it came from. Like, if this if this whole thing is making my life different, it's making me have to move in a different kind of way. I'd like to know where it came from. I like to know why I'm. In my house, why I can't go to X, Y, and Z place. Now I didn't. I wasn't locked down for long. You know, right when the whole thing popped in March, I was still doing pretty much whatever, whatever I could. If it was places that was open, I'm going there. Uh, I'm going to all the essential places. That whole thing was dumb, essential. So I can go to Walmart and be around every person in the whole county, but I can't go to this little mom and pop shop where it's not much traffic at all, at all in there ever. It might be like two or three guys in there at once, but I can go to local Walmart and be around the entire county because you all got to come there to get our essentials. It was so stupid. But anyway, but I want to know why I got to do that. Tell me the reason. And if you can't, then I don't want to. I, I just I'm going to figure out why for sure. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. We got quite a few more topics on deck. Um, Let's talk about. Um, what I want to get to next that I want to get to. Oh, let's get to the non-binary Biden official who got charged felony theft. Matter of fact, no, nah, no, nah, let's, let's not do that. Let's get into Kanye and Tim pool. Let's, let's get into it right now because I've, I've been itching to get into it. Kanye versus Tim pool. Okay. So Kanye West now known as Jay. He goes to Tim pool. For a Tim Cash, right? He's on a Tim Cash show. 
and he's not by himself. He's with Milo and Nick Fuentes. In a video, I said that Milo and Nick Fuentes are two of the most toxic people in the whole world. Definitely in the U.S. Maybe the whole world. Maybe, I mean, I'm kind of exaggerating, but definitely in the U.S. And definitely in U.S. politics. You see, okay, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to just try to be as vague as possible, but not be vague. I know a lot of people, right? I know a lot of people. And um, the people I know know people. Like, put it to you this way. I know people that you know. I know guys and girls that you will never see, will never hear from, but they're very influential. I've met with really big donors, down to the staffers, everybody. I met them. I know them. I got their phone number. Right, I can call them right now. These people have dealt with Milo. They don't like him because of how he deals with them. They say he's like, he'll, he'll, he's like, he's a scammer, basically. He'll get close to you, get dirt on you, pull a heel turn, and then use that against you to try and get some more money out of you. He's a scammer. Milo um, came on the scene. People were very intrigued. They liked him. I was intrigued when he first came on the scene. Look at this guy. He's LGBT talking about being conservative. Look, okay, that, that was the whole big shtick, right? He's a very smart guy. He understands how to market himself. But as time went on, we started to see cracks in the armor, cracks in his personality, especially behind the scenes, not really out for normies to see. But people like me to see because I'm involved with these people behind the scenes. So cracks in the armor started to develop and we started to see who Milo really is, a scammer. Milo get on TV and say, hey, you know what? I'm LGBT. I got a black husband. I enjoy doing X, Y, and Z thing to my black husband. That's what he says. Now he says, you know what? I'm a track con. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Catholic. I'm not gay no more. It's like, for real? You, 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 you've been delivered, Milo? Is that what we think? When Andrew Caldwell said that, the whole, I'm not gay no more, I've been delivered, it was a punchline. still is a punchline. It's like, for real, sir, you're not gay no more? And when we see him on TV or on the internets with some young lady uh, hugged up, we like, for real, man, come on. Like, anybody buying that. It's the same thing with Milo. You're not gay no more, for real? You Catholic now? Oh, okay, cool, cool, whatever. It's a scam. He's a scammer. He does that. That's what I know about him from other people that have dealt with him directly. Okay, that's one thing. Second thing, Nick Fuentes is a baby Milo. Nick Fuentes is putting on the fake track con act for uh, attention, followers, or whatever. Okay, you say so much about blacks, so much about Jews, yet Milo, Jew, Kanye, black. So do you believe in it or not? That's That's one thing. Second thing is, I think he's LGBT as well. He went on a date with a man, a whole, a, a, a day long date and filmed it a day long date and filmed it. He even said, now, if he's joking, why would you joke like this? He's talking about, um, having relations with a woman is actually gay because you shouldn't be doing that till you get married. It was a whole big weird thing. I think Nick Fuentes is a troll, an LGBT troll put on a fake track con act to fool naive conservatives. That's my opinion. Could I be wrong? Of course. That's my opinion. And when most people hear about these guys and, you know, hear their previous videos, Nick, especially because he's more just straight up with it. 
and Malo, when the general public hears from these guys and they played the, the cookies video from Nick Fuentes, when they play that video, how are you going to defend it? If anybody says they like Nick Fuentes and like, let's say you go to your family reunion or something like that, or, or a, a dinner, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and they ask you about Nick Fuentes and Kanye and you say, Hey man, do you like Nick Fuentes? I'd be like, yeah. Was like, man, I don't know who he is, man. You got any content you could play me? And they go on their phone and Google them. They go on their phone and Google them and they pull up the video talking about cookies. Now, this video, he's talking about denying the Holocaust or at least how it happened, like the, the number of people that died, the six million number. He's talking about that in this particular video. So your 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 cousin's like this with the phone playing the video for you. Now, how are you going to defend it? Now, multiply that times the entire U.S. population. So if Kanye is trying to become the president, how is he going to be able to defend these guys? Check it out. Check this out. Now, Kanye got introduced to Milo and Nick through, well, Milo first, through one of Alex Jones' producers, okay? Because right when Kanye put out the DEFCON tweet about the, the Jays, he gets a lot of contact from canceled people, okay? Alex Jones, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. So one of Alex Jones' producers says, hey, man, you should get with Milo Yiannopoulos. He did not know Milo's before, before that. So he doesn't know the whole history of Milo on the internet like I like I do, like many of you guys do. I was covering Milo back in 2015, 2016 when he was really relevant. Kanye came in contact with him recently, okay? Milo says, hey, let's bring Nick Fuentes with us. You see, Milo has a vendetta against Trump and the Republican Party. He hates Trump, said he wasn't going to vote for him, Said he ruined his life trying to make Trump win. He picked bad SCOTUS nominees. And Milo said his, his primary goal here is to ruin the Republican Party. So what better way to ruin the GOP and Trump at the same time than to bring Nick Fuentes to Mar-a-Lago? What are they going to say on the media? Uh, a pedo and a white supremacist have dinner with Trump. And you saw exactly what happened. You got Mike Pence saying it was a bad move. He needs to apologize. Mitch McConnell, they're all saying the same thing. Milo knew what happened. Why would you bring Nick Fuentes and Mar-a-Lago to speak to Trump? And the reason why he was able to get in there is because of Kanye. Kanye had a dinner with Trump already planned. Kanye brings these guys without Trump's knowledge. You see what I'm saying? So it was a setup. They used Kanye. Well, Milo used Kanye to attack Trump by bringing Nick Fuentes and himself to Mar-a-Lago. They could have just been there and been quiet the entire dinner. It doesn't matter because they were there. So that'll be taken and run with. Trump said, look, I don't know who Nick Fuentes is, but Kanye was saying that Trump liked Nick Fuentes. Trump's look, I don't know. Nick, I don't know who Nick Fuentes is. I don't know anybody else. All I knew was Kanye. It was uneventful, et cetera, et cetera. So Trump's not feeling these guys. The GOP's not feeling these guys. Nobody knows who these guys are really in the general public except for the internet. So what is Kanye really doing? I don't understand. But anyway, I do remember Jay Bay that Milo used to call Trump Daddy Trump, but that changed. That definitely changed. And he's not like Trump anymore. He's a Milo is one of the biggest anti-Trump guys that exists because he kind of blames him for his downfall. Milo was really popular, had a lot of money but and whatnot, but he blames Trump for his downfall. But really, it's him. 
really it's Milo just being a scammer, somebody that will rob you through not like a gun and a pistol. I'm talking about just he's not a, he's not a very good person. He's a he's a garbage human. Put it to you that way. He's a bad person. So let's fast forward to um, Milo and Kanye and Nick going to Timcast. Now, right when they put out the teaser, the the teaser photo. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Right when they put it out, I was like, "Oh man, okay, this this can be good." But I want Tim to ask hard hitting questions. I want Tim to ask hard hitting. I don't want him to be a yes man. That's part of Kanye's problem. Kanye likes yes men. Kanye likes you if you're going to tell him whatever he wants to hear. If you don't basically kiss up to him, he's not going to like you. That's Kanye from what I'm able to see so far. So this is them right there on the private jet. Okay, that's Kanye right there. In the, obviously in the blue hat. That's Nick Fuentes right there on the left in the hoodie. And then that's Milo right there reading that Bible. So, so cringe, so cringe. It's like, Milo, come on, man. You are you are LGBT, famously LGBT. This is an act. You are pretending to be TradCon Catholic. Come on, man. Stop the, stop the nonsense. Same thing with Nick. Kanye thinks these guys are legitimate, but he's going to be very upset when he realizes they're not. Kanye cries about having these guys around him that are part of the tribe, that are using them, abusing them, leading them astray. Meanwhile, Milo is the worst possible guy to have around you. Milo is a new handler who's who's a J, but beside aside from the whole J thing, which I'm not really, I don't care nothing about that. That's not that's kind of a racist argument to make, in my opinion. But aside from the J thing, he's just a garbage human. And then Nick Fuentes is just there for the ride. He's just trying to get some popularity and fame. He doesn't really care about any of this stuff for real, for real. But Milo has his own agenda. So I think the problem here is Milo. That's my whole thing. He's always doing that in pictures, uh, One Hope. So it's like he's kind of trolling you. Yeah, I'm snorting the bump right now, but I'm also reading the Bible. That's that's kind of what I get. You know, I, I kind of pick up on this a little bit on, on the messaging here. Okay. I, I pick up on that. But let's let's get to the um the actual podcast if I can find it. Um so <laughs> the podcast from what I'm from what I was able to see didn't last long. Um it didn't last long at all. Um, well, it, it lasted for a while, but not with uh, Kanye and them on there. They were on there for a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play right here how the podcast was introduced. Because the whole thing about the, the, the J question was not brought up at first. The whole thing was about the dinner between Trump and Nick Fuentes and Kanye and Milo. That was the whole initial question, but Ye decided to just skip away from that and go straight into the J question, which was not the intent of this show from the beginning. That was going to be going on later. You know, Tim Poole didn't really want to address that too much because it's one of those third rail topics that you can address, but it's just going to, it ended the way it ended because Ye did not want to follow the format. Let's go ahead and just play this part right here. This is where they talk about the dinner. And you'll see how long it lasts. Like Alex, remember, um, and I've been pulling together. A Hold on, let's get back. Let's go back a little bit. Fest tonight. Um, well, yeah, I started. 
5 p.m. Pence says Trump should apologize. It's wrong to give anti-Semite a seat at the table. This, of course, is related to a dinner that happened. And I, I, I was wrong a little on the details. So a dinner happened. Uh, Nick, you were there. Yay, you were there. I just want to uh, start off by how did this din- dinner come to happen and, and what happened? I was talking to Trump for about a month. We had scheduled the dinner in October, and then he announced for president. He he pushed the dinner back to November. Um, And I've been pulling together a campaign. And after I put up the the DEF CON tweet, uh, a bunch of people that have been canceled, like Alex Jones, I started getting in contact with other people that were now on the you know, the inside of the matrix. And uh, Alex Jones producer said that Milo wanted to contact me. And here we are. So that's how you guys got in contact. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, originally. And, um, and then uh, I've suggested uh, um, that we bring in uh, Nicholas as uh, as a enormous extra brain firepower that he is. Um, he's most extraordinarily brilliant uh, political commentator of his generation. Um, and he's uh, been treated just about as badly as anybody. So I thought he deserved to be in the room too. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how we all got together. So I have some questions about that, but let's, we'll, we'll, we'll get through the dinner portion of, you know, how exactly this happened, what went down. So this is how you get in contact, the three of you. How is it that Nick ends up invited to this dinner? And, and what happened? Well, he, he was rolling with me. I was impressed with Nick. And I was like, just come to the dinner. And we had uh, Karen Giorno uh, pick us up from the airport. And there was a lot of back and forth. There's another gentleman named Jamar Montgomery. That- hey, somebody says Jay might call in. He might call in because Jay has no other opportunities to really get platformed. Before, before I continue with this, um, Tim, at the, after Ye walks out, was saying that Kanye came in saying, hey, can we do this weekly? Meaning he has nowhere else to turn. You come into internet podcast when I'm not saying Tim Cast is a, is a small show. Tim Cast is a very big show, very popular show. If you said, hey, ABO, come on. I, I love to go on Tim Cast. Shout out to Tim Pool. I'm a, I'm a fan of the show, fan of the content. Anybody that's out there doing something, I'm a fan of. If I don't agree with him, we can have a disagreement and it could be all love afterward however Kanye is a very big celebrity very very big celebrity he should be doing stuff like Fox CBS a whole hour special 60 minutes something like that but they won't platform him because of his his words that he says they don't want it's just too toxic for them to do it they don't want to deal with it whether that's right or wrong is not even irrelevant it's not even an important question the point is that they don't want it so now he's coming to do um, Nick Fuentes' show and stuff like that in his mom's basement. You see what I'm saying? That's the whole thing. And he doesn't want to follow the format of Tim Pool's show because it's not even about what Tim Pool wants. It's about what Kanye wants to say. He wants to have a platform to be able to express himself freely. But that's not fair to Tim. Tim would be a yes man. If he if you just let Ye talk without any kind of kickback at all, he'd be a yes man. What Kanye needs is his own platform to say whatever he wants to say. If you want to get on a podcast and have a three-hour ramble, do that on your own podcast. Don't come to my show. Make make your show be my show or the other way around. Don't make my show be your show. Make your show be your show. The name of the podcast is called Tim Cast. It's Tim's show. He could do what he wants on his show. 
You can't just go in there and bogart the show and say it's mine now. That's not how that works. That was with us. It's a, uh, he's an engineer at Boeing and his, what is it? I'm telling him just that we should raise everyone's volume. Okay, cool. Um, and we sat there and it was like when Trump came in, we were, I said, do you want to sit alone? He's like, no, bring your friends in. So a big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. And but this whole I just I just got to go right to the heart of this anti-Semite claim. See, see that. See, like, look, the whole thing was supposed to be about the dinner that lasted for about two minutes. Let's check it out. The dinner question was brought up right here. Hold on. Let's let's go back. At about three forty five into the actual video I have right here. OK, so Bob, what? Five, let's see. And there was a lot of back and forth. He's an engineer at Boeing. And, um, and we sat there and it was like, bring your friends in. So a big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes so was. And, but this whole. So by 550, he was on to talking about the anti-Semite stuff. See what I'm saying? He just went ahead and just skipped the topic completely. He brought it up. So then when they're talking about the whole anti-Semite thing and Nick is saying, hey, don't, don't you believe that it is them? Meaning that it's them, the Jays that are messing with uh, Kanye and they're the reason why you can't do X, Y, and Z. Tim responds and say, no, I don't believe that. He's asking him a question. Kanye gets mad that he says no to the question that was asked and he leaves. It's like, come on. If it's me and it's, it's, it's a disagreement with what I'm saying, I want to express myself to convince you that you're wrong. I want to prove my point. At the end of it, I want you to say, yeah, you're right, ABL. I didn't think about it like that. I'm not going to just bounce because now I'm not able to express myself to get my point of view to prove you wrong. Or I could just say, you know what? I, I accept that. I respect that. But here's my point of view. I don't have to debate you on it if you don't agree with me. We could just leave that there and just keep on talking. He just left because he didn't agree with him. Let's keep on. Let's just let's just go here. Let's just, let's just go here. Well, I just I just got to go right to the heart of this. And, and by the way, Ye was allowed to rant for a long time. He spoke most of the time. Tim didn't really talk that much in a short amount of time that he was there. He didn't talk that much at all. He may have said he may have brought himself in it about two or three times. And it was only at certain times where Ye would pause. It wasn't like he was just cutting them off, not letting them talk. Not at all. This anti-Semite claim that's happening. This is something, if you read the definition, it, it says you can't claim that there's multiple people inside of banks or in media that are all Jewish or you're anti-Semitic. And that's the truth. Like, it's the truth. What are we talking about? And elaborate. What do you mean? You mean? I'm saying like I've been labeled anti-Semite, right? So, so somebody might say that Tim Pool cut him off right there, but he was just asking him a question to get some clarity, and it's, he just simple question, and he just fell back and let him talk. How is that interrupting him? There's there's different beliefs about our our bloodlines you know like the documentary that Kyrie posted 
And in general, America has been left ignorant and history has been changed. So when we start questioning things that question the indoctrination, then you immediately get, you know, um, you said debanked or de what did you say happened to you or demonetized, deplatformed. De yeah, demonized, demonetized. And what's so beautiful about this time is everyone got to see what's really been happening. And now we can really understand. We can see that Ron Emanuel was right next to Obama and then Jared Kushner was right next to Trump. But so, you, so we're, we're, we're getting right into it, I guess, right? I was, I was hoping to go for the news first before we got into all of this stuff. See, the format is on Tim Cash, talk about the news and what's going on. That's the whole format of the show. That's why he said that right there. That was the whole plan at first. You brought up the whole thing about the dinner. Ye just went to a different topic. And he did that quite a bit. First, it was a dinner he was talking about. Then it was the whole Jay question. Then it was um, something about Banks and Kim K and just all kind of stuff. It was all over the place. And he even said it. Ye even said it during the interview. He was like, well, you ask me a question. If you, if you ask me something, I'll give you like a bunch of different answers. I'll go all over the place with it. I won't just stay in one place with an answer. I'll give you several options for an answer. He said that right there. And he even got kind of lost while he was talking because he's all over the place mentally. He said that in this particular podcast right here. I'm not making it up. Uh, I, think, I think the issue is, uh, one way to put it, is you're expounding upon a localization issue that you've witnessed, right? Let, let, me, let me clarify. There are a handful of people that you see are Jewish in a certain place, and then you associate Judaism with the power, as a, whereas I view that as not relevant to it. Like... Yeah, you're substantially more powerful than I am, but I don't view what you're doing as an issue of black people. Yeah, but have you ever... So, like, right there, people were saying that... I don't know what... Like, why is that a bad thing with him to say? He's just... It's, it's called a talk... You having a, you're talking back and forth. Okay, you say something, you express yourself, I express myself, we're having a discussion. Let's get into the question. Let's, let's get into it a little bit deeper. Tim's trying to say that it's not about them as a whole is about certain individuals. That's what he's trying to say. That's really, that's, that's his viewpoint. So now Ye can let him know why it's about a group, or he could just clarify and say, well, it's not, it's not all, it's just these guys. That's the whole thing. But Ye kind of disagreed with what Tim was saying. I think that's the reason why he got upset. You ever heard the term, the black vote? So it's okay to put us in one net, but it's not okay for me to put them in one net. So this is kind of revealing private conversations because what happened was Tim and Ye were talking before this. I don't know if it was in the, a, another podcast or off the air, whatever it was. But I think Tim was saying something about Ye would be good for the black vote. But that's not necessarily a great comparison to make talking about, oh, all Jews do this and they are ruining my life versus the black vote goes this way. You could look at 90% of the black vote goes to the Democratic Party. You could look at that. And you can see a guy like Ye would get a, a big piece of that black vote. That's just, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? If we didn't vote such mon in, a, in a monolithic fashion, it wouldn't even be that way. If we voted more half and half, there would be, it, it wouldn't be no quote-unquote black vote. Okay? So we, we know that based upon numbers that we vote kind of in a block fashion. 
unlike anybody else. Okay. Now you're talking about the Jays or any other race. You got to be able to quantify how many of this particular race does this thing. How many Bernie Madoffs are there in, in that particular, you see what I'm saying? Then you can kind of compare it to the black vote or the Hispanic vote or the white vote. Then it would make sense to compare it. He's just trying to say Tim is hypocrite for talking about the black vote while at the same time not wanting to put all J's in one box as far as doing this. That's the whole thing that Gay's saying right here. But you got to kind of understand the previous conversation to understand that. Yeah, but I mean, that's the basis I, I, of the hypocrisy that people have been <laughs> have been thinking about and knowing about and realizing for decades. We were all wondering how this dam was going to break. Everybody in the country was wondering what what is the root of this hypocrisy? Why can people talk about white people a certain way? Why can't they talk about that group a certain way? And uh, the, the, the most the, the the wretched and wicked and oppressive prevailing orthodoxy of uh, cancel culture. Well, it turned out that the one thing that was going to break the dam was the biggest star in the world, and it took the biggest star in the world to do it. Uh, um, uh, and, and, and now the dam is broken. So let me, let, let me tell you my issue. I, I don't like identitarianism. You guys are familiar with what that is? Well, yeah. they started it and I'm, they've been visiting sure, on I, us. I, the, We're trying I, to break it. When I was asking you about running for uh, president, you, you, you immediately said, well, you know, you'd be good for the black vote. And I said, is that because I'm black? No, not just because of that. So is that. Are you doing the same thing? I didn't say that was the only reason. I said it was because you're personable to the common person. And you probably would do well with the black vote. Absolutely. Just because I, I'm black is a lot of black people that don't like me. Uh, of, of course. I think, uh, I think race plays a role in a lot of things. Absolutely. And I think that for... I, I, think, I think the idea, the construct of race has really been forced upon us as just something for us to be woke about and just constantly talk about and use it as these like walls. Could you but, say, say the same thing about Judaism? Well, let's look at the facts of what I'm saying, though. If you say in this neighborhood where they gerrymander, there's this amount of time. So, hey, I wasn't doing that. I was just gerrymandering the lawyers and huh? the Hollywood executives <laughs> and the people at the bank that debanked me and then froze my accounts. You know, it's like we want to jump into protecting the idea that we can't put a net around something, right? But that's been my job as a producer to take, uh, you know, a Roy Ayer sample and put a James Brown drum and put it within a two, two minute, three minute song. That How did we get from talking about um, debanking and the Jays to song samples? You see what I'm saying? It's all over the place. Sometimes Jay will say things that make a lot of sense. And then sometimes he'll just ramble himself out of any kind of logical thought. That's the way I actually think and that's the way I talk. And now this morning, I found out that they were trying to put me in prison because what they did was uh, I, put, I moved $140 million into uh, JP Morgan. And I said, I want to talk to Jamie Dimon. Like, look at me. I'm just going in naive, you know, multi-billionaire. Like, may, maybe Jamie Dimon will let me in on some deal flow, wrong. <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> banging my hands like, I wanna meet with Jamie and I start complaining online and then they debank me for complaining. And so I'm, I'm about to get debanked. They're like, you need to go to Trump's the bank, AXO, whatever, you gotta go. And I'm like, I've been trying to buy my own bank for the longest and then we figured out how to get my own bank. It's like 50 million, 75 million. So I'm about to buy my own bank, but then, as they're about to take the money out, 
here comes Adidas with a $275 million bill for marketing funds that they agreed upon. See what I'm saying? Like, what, what, are we, what are we talking about here? We're talking about Adidas and personal business dealings and whatnot. But the question was the dinner with Milo and Nick and um, Trump. That was the first question. Then we got into the Jays. Then we got into music samples. Then we got into debanking. Then we got into his tax debt. Then we got into Adidas and marketing and all kind of stuff. Let's let's focus on one thing right here. You see what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about exactly? Uh, of of course, Jays bankrolling Milo Zealand Zen. Of course, anybody around me is bankrolling. Okay, they're on a private jet that was on Kanye's dime. I bet Milo did not pay one rent for anything for it. Like, cause. Kanye, Kanye is the guy with the money. Kanye's being used here. And it's really unfortunate that he's being used because I like Kanye. Um, I don't like him being used by people. Uh, I think he's kind of naive to what's happening here. And it's really unfortunate. He'll drop Milo in them pretty soon. And it'll be pretty, it'll be kind of bad when he does. Because I said to them, hey, I'm the marketing. Give me the marketing fund, which proves by the response they got when they you know, stole the designs and said, we're going to not call them Yeezys anymore. So this is what I was already fighting Adidas for. So I'm fighting Gap, get out of Gap, fighting Adidas. And then I deal with this little bit of noise from, you know, Zionism from the fashion world where they use this plant named Gabby, who's obviously like some kind of CIA agent, knows nothing about fashion. This is a certain thing. When someone can't dress you know that they're not like a fashion person. <laughs> they're just there as like the society, like the control that they try to use with celebrities, which has now been broken, right? Now we're into fashion and plants and spies and stuff like that. Okay, cool. That's that's what we're on right now. Because you know where it broke. I'm not, I'm, I, okay, I want to get on like LeBron in a second, but I'm going to come back to this and just talk about this morning where... Now, now we're on LeBron and now we're back to this morning talking about um, a tax bill or he might get debanked or he is debanked. Uh, you know, I'm not going to mention her name because she's a nice lady, but someone at Cohen Res Resnick tells me, and I tell my all of my finance people, never use the term a lot, but they said, okay, you're going to have to pay a lot of taxes. And that made me feel like they're just like waiting, like we finally got them. We now, I'm stopping them quite a bit to interrupt and talk, but notice Tim Poole's not saying one word. He's just letting them ramble, letting them ramble, not saying a word. He'll only interrupt, or I would say not interrupt, but interject when he pauses. That's the only time. He's just letting them ramble. Finally can put him in jail. And I was like, can I still run for president in jail? I found out I could. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's fine then. But if you were, if you were Jeffrey Epstein, they wouldn't touch your bank account. They would allow you to break the rules regulations, just like JP Morgan and Chase did, just like Deutsche Bank did. So there is an issue to bring up with that. But when it comes to the race stuff, I think this is an important discussion to have because what, I think I, I have to, I have to complete this thought. You guys got to okay, go ahead. So he paused for a minute and then he just wanted to kind of like help the conversation go along. Yay is like, I wasn't done with the thought. So yay is not really trying to have a conversation because if I call into a show or if I'm, if I'm on a show and I talk for a while, I understand I got to kind of pass the mic a little bit. We got how many guys in here? It's not just me. You got two guests with you, Milo and Nick. Okay. So you got three guys total. Then Tim and Nicole, you got like five, six guys on the mic. You're talking for five minutes at a time, 10 at a time, 20 at a time, nonstop. Past Mike, he's, he's inconsiderate of where he's at. Again, if you want to just ramble for a, a three-hour period of time, do that on your own show. Don't go to a show where it's a podcast where other guys talk 
and you just talk, talk, talk and ramble. Go ahead. All right, because I'm talking about literally finding out that they were trying to put me in prison this morning. Watch this. So this morning. Yes. So not, you know, not come to my house this morning, but I found out, okay, so they froze, they put a $75 million hold on four of my accounts. And then they said, you owe a lot of taxes. Took me like six hours to find out how much a lot was. They said, <laughs> well, around $50 million. Now I'm going to different CFOs like, okay, so would this be tax evasion? Because I'm obviously not the most financially literate person on the planet i was just a child basically like when you become famous you you stop growing at that point i became famous at age 24 and i had handlers around i had my mom around different things and it was always like you go from one handler to the next handler to the next handler like milo he's, he's the next one and Milo's going to be your absolute worst handler ever so now i'm having i i, I get to actually learn how to run a company I get to learn how to, uh, you know, uh, to count, really. I had, I was like Pablo in a movie. It was like, I didn't even know where to put the money, like literally making <laughs> $300 million cash, but you're just like a high priced, you know, we're not going to use the S word just because it's just like too passe to use it. But it's like next, you know, next year I was supposed to make $500 million in royalties and like no one needs this amount of money. But when I would work on homeless shelters and ideas, I'd have a contractor who won't say what race. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the, you know, they'd be tearing down the contracts. It's all about, you know, position. It's not about the amount of money that you have. And, you know, to come in here, I feel like it's a setup to be like defending. I'm not going to go through another, like, I'm literally going to walk the F off the show. If I'm sitting up here having a, you know, talk about you can't say that it was Jewish people that did it when every sensible person knows that I mean John Stewart knows what happened to me and they took it too far it was like American History X like my head was on the side of the curve and the exact people that I called out kicked my head we found out that my trainer was a MK Ultra uh Canadian uh, intelligence. He, was, uh, yeah. he worked in the defense research and uh, development uh, in the Canadian military, essentially working on psyops Who's in this the guy? Canadian military. This is Harley Pasternak. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying is, look, they tried to medicate me. They, I was exhausted. They wrongly diagnosed me. See what I'm saying? He goes on and on and on and on. Like, if there's never anybody that says anything, he'll talk for two hours, three hours, just, con just on and on and on and on and on. Now, I'm trying to get to the point where he's talking about he lost his train of thought and forgot what he's going to say. And then he's going to get to the very end. So y'all just, y'all just hang in there. But see now from, from watching what you watched thus far, do you think Tim pool was interrupting Kanye? Do you think Tim pool did not let Kanye talk? Do you think that just from watching this, like just take me out of it, take what I'm saying out of it from watching this. Do you think that Tim pool was interrupted? Do you think anybody interrupted Kanye? The other guy that was right there, the co-host was helping them at certain points, giving them certain facts. You know, when he asked him a question, he asked, give him certain facts, but there's no interruption. He's just being allowed to ramble. And that's not really, that's not, it's not really good for a podcast just to ramble and ramble and ramble without any kind of direction. I'll talk for a while on the podcast, but I'm going somewhere. I'm, I'm going to a particular place. I'm talking about a particular subject. I'm not going too far off the reservation. 
and going from here to here to here to there to there to there. That's not how you talk because people can't follow it. They don't understand what's going on. It's just really off-putting for people. And they, 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 when I asked them, how much lithium did you want to put me on exactly? It took them four days to answer because they were embarrassed about the amount, right? And I refused to take this, right? You understand that if I had taken the medication, I would not be here and it would have been, woe is, he was deeply troubled. We miss him. We love his music, though. Well, they would have Britney Spears, too. I mean, look at they would have Michael Jackson or, or worse. Yeah. So look, <laughs> I, guess, I guess what they did. Look at what they did to Britney when she went in. She was tired. She was exhausted. Yeah. She was in a bad way. But ten years of that medication wrecked her brain. You can see it now. Yeah. You can see there's not much of her left. You you mentioned Pasternak was the name. Uh, yeah. Yes, Harley Pasternak. That's the that's the uh, text message that you yes. posted that here, we were talking about here, before. Here's, here's, that's here's, the lobotomy. Yeah. You know? yeah. Before the show, obviously, I'm getting a bunch of messages from people. People are hitting me up, and they're like, "You shouldn't host them." They're anti-Semitic, they're white supremacists, they're racist. I do find the idea, uh, I do find it funny or weird or whatever that, you know, Nick, they call you a white supremacist. You're here working with or for, you know, one of the most powerful black men, one of the wealthiest and most famous. But uh, a lot of people were saying on the right, specifically, don't platform them. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I want to I want to understand what they're thinking and why they're thinking it. So they're now Tim Pool is taking the time to talk during the time where Kanye pauses he didn't interrupt him. If anybody, Milo did, because Milo spoke after Ye was speaking, right? So he speaks after Milo, and he's defending Kanye, talking about, hey, people said, don't platform you guys, don't bring them on, but we, we want to bring you on, we want to hear your side, we want to be able to talk to you. So he's defending Ye here. So people talking about, oh, Tim Pool sucks, Tim Pool. I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I just, you know, I don't, I just call things for how they are for how I see it. If Tim Pool needs to get criticized, I'll do that. If he gets, if he needs credit, I'll do that as well. I won't just attack him because a guy that I like had a bad time on the show. That's not how them, it doesn't make any sense to me. They're part of, they're involved in what may be the biggest news story of the past week, and we have an opportunity to sit down and, and talk Because the red media controls both sides. It just said it as simple as possible. Jared Kushner was next to Trump. Ron Emanuel was next to Obama. But see, Since it, 1940, go ahead. I was going to say, isn't that an issue of these individuals? Like, you, you're, you're extrapolating. I'm not having, I'm going to get, I'm going to order with the last of my money that's available in a different account, I'm going to order a PJ before I sit and have another Lex Friedman setup conversation when, when I'm literally trying, they're trying to put me in jail for my opinion. But I, I'm I not, I'm not going to have that opinion. I don't care about people. The people, those are bots that are trying to tell you, we realize, look at Pence. He sold Trump out. You get what I'm saying? It's like, I would have never uh, wanted to do anything that hurt, Trump. I'm on. I'm on Trump's side. Trump said that. But she brought Milo and Nick Fuentes to, to Mar-a-Lago. But see, that hurt Trump. You don't even understand that. You don't get it. See, Kanye. I think he might mean well, but he's just not really prepared for this type of world. Trump understood politics because he was always involved with it. But Kanye is a guy that's from the music and fashion world. He has no clue about how politics operate. He has no clue how people really operate. He's he's around yes men all the time. People that say yes, 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 whatever you want. He's not really fighting these political battles that he thinks that he's fighting. And it's very apparent. You're talking about having these handlers. Milo is a handler, and he's probably going to be the worst one you ever had, for sure. Things that hurt me, he lied about me, but, I mean, he's known for lying. And when people used to tell me that... So, he just said that he doesn't want to hurt Trump. 
but he just said that Trump's known for lying. Did you hear that? Let's let's run it back a little bit. Uh, wanted to do anything that hurt Trump. I'm saying it's like I would have never uh, wanted to do anything that hurt Trump. I'm on PJ means private jet. I'm on Trump's side. Trump said things that hurt me. He lied about me, but I mean, he's known for lying. And when people used to tell me that, you know, he's a liar, it's like, you know, I went into the trenches for Trump. That's another conversation. There was no one in my position that wore that hat. And all of my surroundings exhausted me. It was like death by a thousand questions. I know I'm jumping to another thing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I know you got a rep for your 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 people online, but it's no, like no, you no, got no. a person in real life that no. I I'm not with it, bro. I lost the I, I lost the money for the freedom of speech. And that's what makes me the only American that we know that really deserves to run the country because everyone else, your boy DeSantis, Trump, whoever <laughs> they 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 raise in a petri dish over on the Democrat side is is going to play the game. Look, look and, like, here, here's what I was trying to get yeah. to. But see the but, but see the funny part is that everybody got to play the game, including you, because guess what? You're not in this world by yourself. It's other people, and I ain't talking about just the political. I'm talking about your constituents, your normies. They don't want to hear this. Normies don't want it. They want regular, clean cut, uh, kiss me, shake your hands. They want the regular normie guy. That's why a guy like DeSantis wins. That's why Glenn Young won in Virginia. Do you think that you could have a guy like Kanye, any, anywhere close to what Kanye is doing, win in a place like Virginia where one-third of the population is in D.C., metro area, very, 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 very blue place, one of the bluest places in the whole country, Washington, D.C., one-third of the state is in a very, very blue area. Could you win as a Kanye West in Virginia? Absolutely not. You got to have Glenn Youngkin. Why? Because the people want him. They don't want you, sir, because what you're talking about is just too extreme for most people. For me, I don't care. I've seen pretty much anything. I don't. Nothing really surprises me anymore, but I'm not a normie. Many of us are not normies here politically. But the average normie does not think like this. They don't like this stuff. It's just a fact. You can make them like it, but what if they don't? What you going to say? Are you wrong? Oh, okay, well, check it out. I'm going to vote against you. Now what? I, 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 you went right into the anti-Semite thing. I think it's something that should be talked about. But if you, if you start bringing this up, you're going to ask my opinion on it. I'm going to disagree with you. I didn't I, ask I, your opinion on it. You no, jumped but, but, into it. But I, but you, I don't care about your opinion. I like your opinion on how we win an election. But I don't care about anybody's opinion, bro. I lost. They tried to put me in jail. They blocked two, two billion dollars. I had like, but I told Farrakhan. I said, look, oh, is it anti-Semitic for me to say his name out loud? Like, I, I the told minister. Yeah, the minister. Like I told Obama which, met with him too. Oh, he was. Yeah, I mean the uh, Jewish people allowed uh, Obama to meet with the minister. You know, so uh, Farrakhan said, "Well, did he have the money? The contract for the next four years, if I hadn't done anything, would have been five hundred million dollars a year for four years. What I was fighting for was the IP, so my children could." Uh, you know, um, I'm sorry. I just sometimes I think about. See what I'm saying? He's lost. In, he's lost in his own fights. He's lost in his own fights. This is what I'm talking about. And he displayed that throughout the entire interview, going from thought to thought to thought to thought. So much his mind is just all over the place, and it gets lost. Seven thoughts at one time, because anything I see, I come up with like seven answers to it, and then just <laughs> choose what it is. But 
But I, when, the thing is, when I said my children, the reason why my my brain kind of blocked because it's like God is saying, you know, your your children are going to be okay. The you know, baby mama's got money, right? God is using me. He's breaking me down, removing all of the you know richest person, all of this, so I can serve Him. And the more and more those things are taken away from me, the more I can be empty and be a vessel and be able to be used. And right now it's like, you're not going to take, if, if we can't, you're not going to take my pain away, right? The Jewish people say, it's the Holocaust, this happened, and you can't say anything about it. We can't take their pain away. No one's going to denounce the fact that they tried to lock me up. That's what it, because every time I'm just holding stride and it's like, you just talking, 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 talking. He, he'll do that for hours. Like, I didn't, I thought I was more Malcolm X, but I find out I'm more MLK because as I'm getting hosed down every day by the press and financially, I'm just standing there. And when, when I found out that they tried to put me in jail, it was like a dog was biting my arm and I, 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 I almost shed a tear, almost, but I still walked in stride through it. Yeah. I, I, think, I think they've been extremely unfair to you. I think. Who is they though? We can't say they is. Corporate can we? press. I'm not using the. I don't, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you, you guys use. I'm, I'm talking. It is about them it. though, isn't it? I mean, because <laughs> no. and, and because when you think <laughs> about it, consider it. So, like, let's pause right there. So, again, Tim is defending Kanye, saying, "You know what? I think they have treated you very poorly," and Ye is asking them, "Who's they?" Ye wants them to say it's the Jays. He's like, "Nah, it's the media. I think they are treating you poorly." And he's not really trying to hear that. And then here comes Nate Fuentes putting his two cents in, talking about, well, it is them, isn't they? Then he wants to try to explain to him why it's them. But he's asking Tim a question. It's them, isn't they? And he's like, no, I don't think it is them. And Gay does not like that answer. That's when he walks out. Watch. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? It what, what do I mean? Like, uh, uh, okay, so how about. There it is. Are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? Rather than having a conversation about what's going on, he just leaves. So soft. Now, check it out. In a debate, can you do that? In a debate, we're going to disagree. Okay, let's say we have a debate. There, there's, there's not much more. At that point, he leaves. So does Nick. So does Milo. They all leave. Um, and then Tim talks about some other stuff for a while. So within 20 minutes, 21 minutes, 14 seconds, Ye was gone. And really, it was less than that. It's probably about... 15 minutes of him talking or him being there out of the 15 minutes that Ye was on screen at all. You spoke for eight. And again, you got different mics. You got Tim pool with a mic, the co-host with a mic, Milo with a mic and Nick with a mic. Ye was the dominant speaker throughout the whole situation. It is what it is. Now, some may say that they disagree with me, but call into the show a little bit later when I open the phone lines and tell me why. And you know, whenever I say that nobody ever calls, because it's easy to just say something like that on the computer behind the shooter anonymity and not actually defend your point of view, just like Kanye did. You see what I'm saying? It's easy just to be like the Jays, this is Jays, that. But then when you get challenged on it, you want to want to run away because you don't really want to defend it. You just want to have somebody to blame for your problems. That's Kanye. And I like Kanye, but there should be somebody there to tell him that. The people that are around him right now are allowing him to say whatever he wants and they just want they they're championing what he's saying they agree with him without any kind of kickback 
So they're allowed to stay around him. They're allowed to be part of his circle. They're allowed to be bankrolled and funded, whatever it is. But then when they disagree with him, oh, okay, I'm going to discard you. How are you going to do that in a debate? So let's say Kanye becomes part of the uh, the RNC, like uh, the primary cycle, which he won't. It's, it's not going to happen. But let's say he does, and he gets to the debate stage. How are you going to have a debate? What you going like? Are you going to get on there and do a soliloquy for 15 minutes talking about uh, my my kids and getting debanked in the Jays? Is that going to be it? Or when you have one question, Kanye, what's your fiscal policy? You got one minute. Okay, and then you got guys jumping in, debating you. How are you going to handle that? It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. So it is what it is. Um, <laughs> So that that was the whole thing with yeah. Now I want to see where Kanye ends up next. Is he going to do actual uh, podcasts? Is he going to do interviews? Is he going to go on television? I think he's pretty much finished as far as having a, um, a platform. I think that's done. And this is the reason why they said they didn't they didn't want Kanye to be platformed. This is the, the exact reason why. Um, I say you should platform everybody just to so they can show. So, so they can talk about what they want and tell you why it's right. I want him to explain why he's right. And that's why I said to Tim Pool, or I was saying that I wish Tim Pool would ask hard questions. And he didn't really ask hard questions. The reason why Ye left right there is because Tim did not agree with Kanye. That was it. It wasn't even about a question he was asking. It was about a disagreement. He said that it's not them, the Jays, that are ruining his life. It's the media that are treating them badly. He didn't like that. That's why he left. So you guys let me know. Bob Bobson says, doesn't he know Milo is one-fourth Jewish? Probably not. He don't know who Milo is. We know who he is, but he doesn't really know. Somebody in Alex Jones camp knows. I think somebody is, I think people are using him. They're, they're using him. I think maybe Milo has somebody in Alex Jones camp. And then they said, okay, great opportunity. Let's link Milo. Let, let, me, let me give Milo to Kanye. Boom, here you go. Okay, let's let's give Milo to Kanye. You know, Milo likes black guys anyway. Give him the give him the Kanye, and then here comes Milo. Oh, great opportunity! I'm gonna use Ye to infiltrate Mar-a-Lago, and I'm gonna bring Nick Fuentes, an, an a known toxic person in the troll, with me to do it. And then what happens the next day? Trump meets with white supremacists, <laughs> white nationalists, and admitted pedophile and Mar-a-Lago. Too easy. Too easy. But anyway, I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I did not get to a couple different topics here because we wound up just covering that whole segment right there. Um, Balenciaga and uh, what else was it? The Biden official with the felony theft. I may cover that next time, but I'm going to go. I'm going to open the phone lines right now. Well, matter of fact, hold on. I got super chats I need to read right quick. Then I'll open the phone lines. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Y'all hang tight while I open up, while I read the super chats. And then we get the phone lines open. But yeah, that whole thing was a mess, a, a complete mess. <laughs> I mean, I'll say it again. I don't want to keep repeating myself over and over, but I like Kanye. But I think Kanye has bad people around him. He's easily influenced. And I think once he realizes what's going on and how he's being handled, that he'll kind of go a different direction. That's my opinion. I, I don't think he realizes, I don't think he understands what's going on. 
I see it because I'm involved with this with this political stuff very deeply. I know these guys. I know about Milo. I know about the. I've met all these people. I know who they are. I know what they're about. He doesn't know, but he'll find out soon enough. A lot of you guys don't know as well, but you'll find out soon enough. You'll know that I'm right once it happens. But anyway, I digress. Thank you to Mazda036 who says, Hello, ABL. Evening, everyone from Great Britain. Killer show. Thank you for that, man. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Maniac Maynard who says, Yay? Question mark. Is he a little crazy? Will he just steal votes from Trump? He won't get anywhere close to a nomination. The best he'll be able to do is run third party. I don't think Trump will win a nomination either. I think it'd be Ron DeSantis. If DeSantis runs, he wins a nomination, in my opinion. Unless, so I got two scenarios for Trump. If Trump runs against DeSantis, like if it's just them two in the primary, which it probably won't be, DeSantis wins. If it's Trump versus like 35 guys in the primary, Trump wins because Trump's core base is bigger than anybody else's core base. The problem is that his core base is not enough for him to get over the hill and defeat a strong Democratic candidate. That's the problem. So if you put Gavin Newsom in there with some random lady for his vice president, he's not going to be able to succeed, in my humble opinion. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I don't think so. Because I understand how normies are. You see, when when I talk about elections and stuff like this, I don't look at it from my point of view. I look at it from the point of view of a normie. Regular, everyday, Hammenegger, um, Greg Adams for that one. Regular people, they don't think like how we think. And they don't understand about California and what's going on. They don't, even people that live in California don't understand. They move from California to Austin, repeat what they did in California. They make Austin into baby California, and they don't understand why they're still getting homelessness and drug use and stuff like that. They don't understand why they're getting the same thing they had in California. They can't put two and two together that way. We know, but they don't know. This is why I'm saying that a guy like Gavin Newsom will have a lot of success He'll get all the money, celebrity endorsements. He'll be on TikTok. The, the, the wives at home will think he's handsome. Just like Trudeau in Canada. Same, same thing, same process, right? So if, again, Trump runs against DeSantis in the primary, DeSantis wins if it's just them two. If it's Trump versus like 35 guys, his core base will be enough for him to win the primary. But when it comes to the general, he's not going to succeed against a strong Democratic candidate, in my humble opinion. Because of the normies who just want a different direction. And they like people that make them feel good. That's just the, the long and short. I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. Thank you to Deandra, Deandra Wilson who says, Elite Union of Europe, EU, there you go. Thank you to Araya Public Insurance, suggesting who says, If you had to choose between the six-foot-tall males at Old Country Buffet or a 557-year-old in corporate America, which would you take? <laughs> Uh, first of all, these dudes are seven foot tall. These these uh the transformers. I'm talking. I'm six three. I'm, I'm looking like this right here. I'm looking like yo. These dudes are towers. Oh, and for guys that don't know what I'm talking about, he's bringing up um a comment I've made a couple times on the show where when I was a young man working at Old Country Buffet washing dishes, we had we had these two regulars. They were two transformers. These guys were no lie, seven foot tall each. They had all the the augmentations and stuff on their body. They had the original BBLs, the first version of Brazilian butt lifts. They had that back in like 2003. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to pass on them. I'm not into that. If you're into that, more power to you, but I'm cool. So I, 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 take, I take the old lady at the um, at Corporate America. Yeah, I, I take her. Sure. That's my, that's my two options. I rather would just stay home and play video games. That's, if, 
I have those options. I'll stay home and play video games all day long. I'll play Call of Duty. I don't want nothing to do with it. But anyway, great uh, super chat. And thank you to Araya again who says, do you think it would be a tight 2024 race if Joe Manchin ran against Ron DeSantis? That's a good question. I think that would be more of a primary race. And I understand they're in two different parties, but I don't see Manchin getting a nomination from the Democrats at all because they've attacked him too much as being a fake Democrat. So I don't see him getting a nomination. But if let's just say if he did get a nomination, uh, it might be kind of tight, maybe. But I'm not sure how the left would respond to Joe Manchin. That's the, that's the, see, that's the only thing. Because they put out so much negative about Joe Manchin, talking about, oh, you're the reason why we can't pass this bill. You're basically a Democrat in name only, a dino, dinosaur. Uh, you're, you're a rich guy in a poor state with a yacht. It's just too much negativity out there from the Democrats toward Joe Manchin. So he would not have success, in my humble opinion. But if not for that, then you have success. Thank you to Michael Critchlow who says, why do we entertain the idea of Kanye as president? He's becoming more and more irrelevant by the day. Every time we discuss Kanye, we buffoon ourselves. I mean, normies still are interested. They're interested. It's a really big topic. It's a really big story. That stream, the the the, the Tim Pool stream, um, the Tim Pool stream with Ye had almost or over 100,000 concurrent viewers 100,000 concurrent. You're talking about like big time cable news, cable TV type numbers. 100,000 concurrent, not just um, total views on it. I'm talking about at once, 100,000 people watching this stream at once. We can't say. And it has 1.3 million views for a live stream right now. So that's a lot of people. So. You think that he's might he might be kind of irrelevant and not a topic worth talking talking about, but people are interested. They're interested, so we got to just. This is what I'm talking about. We have to understand what people want. We can't just say, "Oh, he's relevant when you got that many viewers watching it live. I think that's not really correct to say. Uh, Simply Grace says, "Yeah, he never took off his coat. I guess he wasn't planning on staying long." I, I think you're right. Thank you for your donation. Thank you to Matt Hatter, 1776, who says, like a channel, keep it up. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. All right. It's time for the calls. You guys on the drill. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. If you think that I'm wrong about my take on Yay and Tim Pool, please call in and let me know why. We can have a discussion. I ain't going um, to hang up on you or nothing like that. I want to hear your viewpoint for real. When I hear your viewpoint, I might disagree with you. I might kick back, but don't get triggered and butt hurt like Kanye. <laughs> don't don't do that. And you know what? I could say that because I said it about anybody. If anybody calls up like that and they 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 hang up on me, they storm out. I'll say they were triggered and butt hurt. So why would I not say that about Kanye? That, that makes me fake and phony. I'm not a fake and phony person. But here we go. All right, Matt. What's going on? Hi, Anthony. How you doing? <laughs> oh, okay. What, what's what's going on here, sir? <laughs> well, I just calling in. Yeah, yeah. Is it, are we are we Elon Musk today? Uh yes. This is this is the Musk. Yes. Uh, okay. I've been known to Musk once in a while. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I got you. I wanted to thank you. I do agree with you. Yeah, that. Uh, 
that Trump did not know that uh, Ye was going to bring all the people that he brought with him. Yeah. <laughs> the the speech is perfect. I love the speech. But yeah, I, th- I think you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about FTX? Oh, man. I'm doing another video about that because they had that guy on CNBC today, if I'm not mistaken, and it was a mess. People were calling. They, people were calling with messages, and one guy was like, "Hey, I lost my whole life savings, two million dollars. It was a mess." Talking about, "Well, I'm sorry to happen to you. Yeah, I'm sorry to happen." That was me. That was my message. Yes, <laughs> that was you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have started my own digital currency called uh, it, it's a it's a cat based currency. A uh, cat based currency. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> if the Dogecoin knows no more. No, we will sell Teslas in, in the cat based currency. <laughs> wow, Dogecoin. Uh, I forgot about Dogecoin for a minute. I was very interested in pirate movies years ago. Yeah, and I wanted to invest in them. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, and I, I had a meeting with uh, Disney at the time. Uh, uh, I wanted to invest and in maybe even cameo in. Uh, uh, what's that? What's that one that they did? Uh, uh, not Treasure Island, but uh, what's the pirate meeting? The Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I had a meeting with them, and I thought I would bring in uh, Kim dot com because he had a uh, a pirate company, and uh, Johnny Depp just got out and walked out just like Kanye did during that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, I hooked up with Amber Heard. Because of that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I have a non-binary PC developed. Uh, We were going to work on our own iPhone, but uh, because of the the Apple trying to get this off Twitter and that kind of thing. But uh, we have a non-binary computer that we're doing. It's it's, it's a gay PC, yeah. How is a PC non-binary? Isn't the whole thing about binary ones and zeros? Like, how does that really work? It's not so much how it works, but it has to be a very PC PC. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm planning on purchasing the rights for a reboot of Who's the Boss. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've got 99 problems with that charm, which is not one. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> right. There you go. Thank you for having me. Thank you for calling, Thank- Elon. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Wow. You, you guys are hilarious, man. I'm telling you, creative. The most creative people on the whole internet are right here in this chat. So shout out to my man, uh, Matt, a.k.a. Elon, for the call. I appreciate that. Okay, let's go to some more here. 954, don't know who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is Phil. My name is Phil. All righty, what's happening? ABL, first of all, I want to say shout out to you. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I think you're awesome, and uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. So, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of the stuff you're saying. Um, I do think, you know, I, I understand why Ye would walk off, though, because, um, you know, he did the Lex Friedman interview. He sat through the whole thing with Lex Friedman. He did, um, you know, a couple other interviews. And, you know, it was all sort of the same stuff. I mean, this all happened, you know, I'm going to be very careful about how I say this, but, um, you know, he, in the past, he had, you know, the George Bush comment, he had the 
TMZ, the comments on TMZ a few years ago where he said slavery was a choice, et cetera, et cetera. And then now, you know, when he talks about a specific group, you know, he's getting his bank accounts frozen, he's getting kicked off all, you know, he's getting deplatformed, he's getting, you know, condemned everywhere. He's having, you know, basically his whole life crumbled for him. And, you know, I think that it's obvious that when he says, you know, when he says the name of this, this particular group, he's not, I don't think, I think it's obvious that he doesn't mean every single one of them. He's talking about a specific centralized, you know, within media. And, uh, you know, I think he was, he, you know, was tired of having to explain himself over and over again and having people like Tim Poole, which I do think that he was planning on leaving um, because, I, you know, I think he knows what's up with a lot of these, you know, more mainstream shows and stuff like that. And I do think it was probably more of a stunt than anything because he's going to generate a lot more headlines walking off the show as opposed to sitting there and having a whole conversation. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically my thoughts. I agree with a lot of what you're saying, though, and I, uh, you know, again, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. See, the thing is, though, the problem with that is that Kanye is the one that brought up the whole thing to begin with. Kanye is the one that got into the whole Jay question. The question from Tim Poole was about the dinner. Ye decided to get into the whole Jay question. And then the only thing that happened was Tim Poole didn't agree with him. So it was like, what you want him to do? Just agree with you? Be a yes man? And if he doesn't, you want to walk out? That's whack. All right, Les, what's going on? Hey, ABL. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Good, good. I can't believe it. You, you've you gotten so... You hit the top, ABL. You have Elon Musk calling in now. <laughs> That's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was laughing at the little patrons. They're like, what the heck is going on? I was like, it's Elon Musk. Look, ABL got him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to touch on the whole EU with the Twitter thing. And of course, Kanye West, because that was like the longest topic you featured here right now today. Yeah. <laughs> so the EU with Twitter, it's kind of, um, how could I call it? It's kind of like obvious why they're upset. Think about it. Elon Musk took away their, you know, the deep states blow. Uh, what is it? Uh, what do you call it? Their bullhorn. So, yeah. I mean, it's evident they're upset about it. But hey, I mean... You know, they, you know, you get me like when they had that, that, uh, bullhorn, what did they tell us? Everything we said, you know, at least the conservatives, it was all conspiracy theories. So it's kind of like, ah, how do you like the taste of your own medicine right now? Right. So that, and then the Kanye West thing. So I did, it was long. Okay. But yeah. we all stuck by it. I was laughing. Uh, my oldest was just like, what, what the heck is he saying? I was like, it's just ranting, but you know, I did catch something. Um, he did say that he feels that God is calling on him, and like God is is basically like the way the the gist of it, the way I understood it was that God is isolating him in some way. I guess you know to like use him as a vessel for something good. You understand? You did you did you catch that by any chance? I, I did catch that part. Yes. So in, in, in that case, you know, with all due respect, especially on Kanye's uh, part, it's kind of like, okay, so that to me sounds like a spiritual awakening. And if that's how you feel, don't you think that maybe you have to humble yourself, you know, get right with God or, you know, whatever it is that you believe in, right? And then, and then you get me, it's kind of like, he wants to be all over the place. So this is why you're seeing him the way he's acting up, because think about it. And I love Candace Owens. We love Candace Owens in this house, but 
um, every single time he goes on her platform, that's like the perfect chance for him to basically vent out. And of course, you know, you, you see the Candace Owens pretty much accepting that and then, you know, giving her feedback and she talks on his behalf in a, in a very good positive manner, to be honest with you, but you're not going to get that same treatment everywhere else, especially when, like you said, and we all said, especially in the politic world, you have to play the game. Everybody wants to stay here and say, yeah, you know, like it's not all about politics. But when you're in that world, in that dimension that, oh, I'm going to run for president, you pretty much got to walk the walk and talk the talk as well. So eh, I think, you know, like I said, again, with all due respect, in my humble opinion, right, like how you like to say, Bio, <laughs> I think I think Kanye West needs to not only get right with himself, listen to God and just pretty much. And then, you know, whether that be another three, four years, but he really, he should be falling off the radar for a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, because he's just kind of all over the place right now. I think he's being used too, because he's got, he kind of yeah. wants things to happen right now, right away, not very patient. And in the process, people are just quick to jump on the, on the, on the train on his particular uh, path and use them. And it's really a shame. Right, right. And then the thing is that, you know, with his, I mean, I don't like to talk about nobody's, you know, personal life because everybody's personal life is personal, obviously. But, you know, it's like I said, Kanye West has, he has a big rap right now. And I think he just needs to go hermit, hermit mode for just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be actually, that, that'd be good for him for sure. Yeah. So, all right, ABL, that's all I wanted to give you a call. Um, I wish you a wonderful night. The chat, a wonderful night. And, it's a good show, and the Little Patriots want to say hello and goodbye. I think I forgot. Uh, all righty, y'all. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. You take care, Bill. All right, now. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Great call. Great call, as always. Um, the number to call, 434-658-1220. The, number, the, the phone lines are blowing up, so y'all please bear with me. Please bear with me. I'm going to get to you guys uh, as soon as I can. Let's go to um, – hold on one second – Let's try 636 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, what's going on, ABL? Dude, you actually picked up, man. Yes, sir. What's happening? Uh, not too much, man. Uh, long-time fan here. Um, hey, man, dude, so I've always wanted to ask. Hey, so you know all this woke stuff going on, right? Yeah. Uh, so as far as, like, long-term, I mean, where do you think – like, where do you th- like? What do you think is gonna happen? Like, I mean, like we see Ron DeSantis is trying to fight, uh, you know, like the wokeness. But I mean, is it to the point? Do you think it will ever get to the point where the country will split? Is it? Um, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, I think I don't know about split. Like, as, as far as like uh, secession, like losing states out of the union. I don't know what's going to happen. I yeah. think I think what's going to happen is people are going to start to have to go one or, one or two directions. They might have to go all the way far to the left or kind of far to the right. And I think certain places are going to be far to the left. California, California's been on that for a long time, really. They kind of been cutting edge when it comes to leftism for a long time. So I think they're going to continue to be how they are. And then when the things that they're doing aren't really working very well for the average person, they got to go a different direction. Um, but the rest of the country will not be. It's going to be a regional thing. I think we'll, we'll, we'll start to see the U.S. is more of a 
like a European Union. Like state. Yeah, states are okay. going to be more like countries eventually. That's probably going to be what's happening. I mean, it's, it's already pretty much here. Look at Florida. Florida is seen as like a really great place to be, and it is. People are flocking to Florida. Yeah. Like, it's it's not going to be the same experience in California as in Florida. So that's going to be more of the thing. States would be more like countries, and it would be less um, reliance on the federal government in the future, in my opinion. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> that was nice calling in. I really didn't expect you to pick up, but big time fan of your show. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Slava Russia. All right. Shout out to the caller. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Eight five six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Eight five six. Hello. All right, we don't got time for that. Eight five six. Like I don't know what's happening, but tighten up. <laughs> okay, let's get to some more here. Probably can hear me. Eight four seven. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. How are you doing, ABL? Oh well. How about yourself? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, it, it's kind of funny. I, uh, I'm i not really good at talking or whatever. I'm not a good public speaker, but I called you about like two and a half years ago around the time you went to the, when you went to DC um, with, uh, what was it, Renaissance Man, uh, Candace Owens for the Pro Police March, right? Yeah, I remember that. That was in late 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I called um, actually to talk about the progress being made against uh, leftism within the black community and then my community, Jewish community. So I thought this would be an interesting, uh, <laughs> given the uh, current situation, I think this would be an interesting uh, situation to talk. Um, again, like I'm, I'm a bad speaker or <laughs> whatever. Oh, it's all but, good, um, man. Yeah, so... Um, one thing I wanted to, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just talk. Um, so, one thing I want to mention is, despite everything, despite everything I've been talking, you know, I read the comments, I see what a lot of people are saying, and they're always talking about, you know, like Jews own this much percentage of, you know, whatever companies they have this much wealth, they have this much of everything. It, this you know proportionate to their population and stuff and i'm not disputing that in any way but what what i kind of think about is like so what do you do about it like are you going to take like an identitarian approach and be like okay we're going to seize jewish wealth we're going to correct it like what's the solution to that and i feel like a better approach would be like hey like why don't we work on laws that prevent like corporate interests from interfering with govern government because Jewish people are very like aware of the fact that we have like a lot of dominance in a lot of industries. And usually the most front facing uh, face of that to most people looks like wokeness. And that's not really the case. Like that's like the top 1% of the top 10%. And that doesn't really represent what a lot of people think. I think if someone like, uh, and I don't know how to explain this to me. I, I don't know what, what, what your thoughts on this are, but like, if you just went after like 
corporate greed or corporate um, like wokeness, by default, you would knock out a lot of these elites that m- many of which happen to be Jewish. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's probably a better approach. I think that makes the most sense because yeah, and, yeah, and the, honestly, yeah. you'd, you'd satisfy a lot of the Jewish people on the right, and you'd satisfy a lot of the like just normie Jewish people or whatever without being so inflammatory to be like, you know, I get it. Like, I don't even doubt that all the people, like most of the people in Kanye's situation are Jewish. Like they annoy me too. Like they are bad representatives to me. It's like, I'm sure during the BLM stuff, if you saw a black guy throwing a Molotov cocktail into a car, you, you know, you're, you, you probably thought in your mind that doesn't represent me. That's not who I am. Right. You know? And so when I see like, when I see a name like Epstein, when I see a name like Weinstein, when I see, you know, Zuckerberg, like, I'm not, like, it's not an own when someone on Twitter says to me, like, haha, like, you know, you're the degradation of society. Like, my approach is, like, you know, get someone in who just, like, says, you know what, like, in a, in an appropriate, like, in a mannered fashion that everyone can get on board with, like, you know, let's stop, like, private interest or anything like that, like, from, affecting government and infringing on our liberties and you would satisfy a lot of people you would accomplish the same goals and it wouldn't offend you know the jewish people because if you were to like think about it this way is i see a lot of people complaining about jewish walls jewish power and all this stuff what is like to anyone who's listening to this if if your solution like what's your actual solution what are you going to do about it like you're going to like like create laws to prevent, you know, Jewish people from optimizing their like generational wealth and, you know, all these things that are supposedly like capitalist ideals. It it doesn't make sense to frame it in a, in like a religious or racial thing. I think by default, if you just attack the principle of wokeness and you attack the mechanisms of corporate media, you by default eradicate a lot of these, like elites that happen to be Jewish and therefore um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, that's, that makes sense because that's the same thing Trump was talking about the elites and all this and that. It wasn't a race thing. People generally don't like racist topics. They don't like that. It doesn't really matter who it is. Some don't really care. Some might even like it, but that's not the general public. If you, if you're talking about the elites, that makes more, that's more specific and, and it makes sense to say because we all know that elites are an issue. The race is not as important. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, like most Jewish people that like are like on my side of the fence and stuff, we're aware of the fact, like we're ashamed by the fact that like a lot of these big guys have like, uh, you know, these Jewish last names and we're, we're, we're ashamed of them. There's a Yiddish term. I don't know what it is, but there's a Yiddish term that says this is why they hate us. Right. And and we, we utter that when we see these things. And the the thing is when <laughs> crap, I'm not good at talking. But um I think it's important though. Ba- basically when I don't know, I'll skip to it there. The second thing I want to talk about is Well uh, well, well caller, I don't I don't, I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but I got like limited time. I gotta get to a lot more callers. So okay, I- yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Thank you for listening to me. Um, you have a great night. I think you're one of the most nuanced, best, like, you know, balanced person on this stuff. So have a great night. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right, yeah, yeah.
All right, shout out to the caller. Good call. What he said right there made sense. I mean, that's just, you know, it's kind of common knowledge. Six, seven, eight, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Lon. Hi, ADL. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Uh, uh, just concerning Kanye, yes, I uh, agree with your analysis. Uh, I think that Kanye is under a lot of pressure. Also, get what he's saying. He's, he's intelligent, but I also think he needs to be under people that really care about him and he needs to get alone and away from, I think, the people he's around. I definitely agree about that. Uh, but I think his problem right now is that he is, he's from that, you know, from Hollywood and, uh, he's having a problem, um, being grounded. Okay. Emotionally. And he needs people that really care about him. And like you say, that can be honest with him and that he can respect, you know? Absolutely. And uh, I think that's, the main problem, Kanye needs to get out of the limelight, you know, and he needs to uh, uh, slow down and get away from this interviewing for a while and so he can sort out his mind and his heart. And I think that's the main issue. I don't doubt that he might actually be hearing from God when he says that, but at the same time, he has, he's, he's going to have to humble himself, you know, and uh, and and just allow that process to go go through, you know, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It makes perfect sense because I don't really see like this direction is going there right now. I don't see how it progresses into anything positive. He needs to just kind of fall back for a while, go back to the ranch in Wyoming he had, and just hang out there for a minute and get his mm-hmm. mind right. I think that's a good idea. Because, um, uh, again, if, if anybody, we're all human, right? Yes. And, uh, and he needs to just, just allow himself to go through this process, but do it quietly, you yeah. know. And so he needs somebody that cares about him enough to say that and say, you need to get alone. And that would be a good idea to go because now it's, becoming, it's beginning to be a show, you know, more of a show. And I understand it's hard. And I, and I like him and, and everything like that, but I think um, it's not good for him what he's doing. And I definitely think he needs to get away from those two guys. Definitely. Definitely. They're, they're not like when, when he realizes how they're, they're going to use him and just be all bad mm-hmm. for him, it's going to be really, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow when he realizes what's going on. So he definitely should get away from him right now mm-hmm. while he can. Exactly. So if, if I could, you know, if, I mean, if I was his friend, that's what I would advise him to do, to get alone, journal, and, uh, and if he's really serious about, you know, his relationship with God, then let God talk to him. But um, he's going to have to do it if he says that he's following God God's way. And, uh, and that might be a little tug of war because he's going to have to deal with this pride, you know, his ego. And I think he has a good heart, but right now he's too emotionally wound up. That's right. Okay, and is that the is is that the only topic you were talking about tonight? Um, there was some more stuff. I mean, if you have, I got, I got a little, I got a little bit more time for you to get into one more. Okay, I'm gonna say this really quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that thing about him and Trump, I think that's uh, overblown in media propaganda. I kind of 
sort out what I think is just political propaganda and stuff like that. Things happen. But I also do think that we, this is my personal opinion, I prefer to allow DeSantis to be governor and go through that season. I'm not getting on that train. I think he's an excellent governor. But I'm not sure the timing right now, right now, 2024 is for him to be president. This is how I feel. And um, and I give our president, Trump, a lot of kudos because of all the betrayal and things that he went through. And I believe that he is due to to be the next president. He has faults just like all of us. But I sincerely think I, I just feel like we have to be cautious about uh pushing DeSantis into that role. Because again, it might not be his timing, maybe 2028. That's how I feel. But I'm not, but I'm not trying to call you back and uh, for sure around 2024, because I think you guys are going to be astounded about what's going to happen. I really do think for Trump, it's going to be a replay of 2016 where people didn't think because AB, I can't go, I can't talk to you about the things that I know behind the scenes on this platform, of course, right? But right. there, there's underlying reasons as to why I'm saying that that I can't address, and I'll just leave it at that. Well, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll definitely see how this whole thing plays out. 972, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how you doing, Mr. ABL? This is uh, Unifier TV. It's been a while. Yeah, man. What's going on? Hey, not much, not much. Enjoying the show as always. Uh, I just had uh, a couple statements and a quick question. I'll get to the question first. Do you think uh, Tulsi Gabbard will ever either make her way to the conservative side or or get to a big position in public office like I don't know, just bigger than where she is now and start doing heavy work that would benefit the conservative side? Because I think, what, she's like middle of the way right now, right? Yeah, I think Tulsi Gabbard is um, a kind of a sensible liberal. That's what she is. I don't think she's going to be conservative at all. Because, first of all, the way she grew up, she grew up in kind of like, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's kind of like a cult-like environment. I mean, people, people can, they can look it up on their own. I don't want to really get into that. But that's the first thing. Kind of like a, like a hippie type of environment, so she's she's not conservative by nature. She's just more of a a a, a rational person. And so I don't see her going into conservative circles anytime soon. She could be on Fox as a commentator because she's kind of cool, but politically, I wouldn't vote for her. Okay, okay, because I was kind of I haven't really figured her out all the way yet. Um, but so but another so as far as the statement goes. I want to commend you because I think you're probably the only person that I follow heavily that didn't get into the whole Trump saying something about Candace, Trump saying something about the census. You didn't get into the drama of it all. And I got to commend you for that because it was such a crazy situation that just came out of nowhere. Uh, and everybody was talking about it, but you didn't get involved. And I, I, I admired that because like, I like the fact that you like to get all the facts first, figure out exactly what it is before you put anything out. And it's still so confusing I don't even know what's going on. So I got, I got to commend you for staying out of that one because it, it, I don't even know what happened with that situation. Yeah. I mean, I try to just speak about what I know. If I don't know about it, it's like, well, why, how am I going to speak on it? I got to have information. I got to have facts. So yeah, I appreciate that, man. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Last thing I'll say, did you ever look into uh, Royce White, the guy who used to be an NBA player? I was asking you about him a little while ago. I don't know if you ever looked into some of his stuff. I've, I've seen him here and there, like on Twitter, but I, I'm not really, you know, I don't really watch a lot of political people because I don't want to have their takes get into what I say, but I have seen him here and there. Okay, cool, cool. Hey, look, I'll let you get back to the show. As always, man, God bless. Keep doing what you do. Yeah, like I said, you're my number one inspiration. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, keep going. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Shout out to my main man, uh, Unifier TV, for the call. Let's get to some more here. 318. Three, one, eight. One, eight. One, eight. One, eight. But I have seen it here and there. 318, hello. Cool, cool. Hey, look, I'll let you get back to the show. 318. Oh, hey, how's it going? Everything's all right. You hear me? Yeah, turn the screen on the back up for me, please. Oh, yeah, hold on. I got it. Is it better now? All right, we're good. Hold on, I still hear it. Turn, right. turn it off in the background. All right, I think I got it now. All righty, what's happening? Oh, hey, Bill, this is Dom from Shreveport, Louisiana. Just wanted to say uh, uh, your channel and Officer Tatum definitely like made me like open my mind and tra more transpired to like really see like the conservative way of things. So I just want to say thank you real quick. No problem, man. Appreciate you for you know watching the show. Oh yeah, no problem. So my question is, is um, how so I would say it, apologize. I didn't expect I didn't expect you to accept my call. So just want to say think about that. Um. So, would you say uh, the biggest factor of why Ron DeSantis might be the most appealing in 2024 would be simply because he seems to be, even though, you know, he's an established, you know, you know he has a career in, you know, being a governor and a successful governor at that, that he has, like, he believes, like, he's really fighting for, like, the, the values of, like, you know, the normal people and compared to, like, someone like Kanye, or there seems to be, like, Things would just be like a game for them, you know, more reactionary based, you know, something that like the left is very guilty of. They want to just cause division. So they believe that like the Santas is just very ideal because even though he's a politician, people like really believe that he's genuine, that he's fighting for a greater cause compared to. And that's why like someone like Kanye like really has no chance at all to win. Well, the thing is, people want politicians. They want people that they think can actually govern and do things. People that have a track record of success. I mean, with Trump, even though he was not a politician, he had, he had successful, uh, he had track record of success in business and people knew who he was and he knew, but he was very aware about what politics was. So people wanted that. But Kanye has, has none of that. He can't even really have a debate. He can't even really sit there and talk to you. So it just wouldn't make any sense. If you put him up against DeSantis, DeSantis has a proven track record. People love him. Um, uh, was there for a state during tough times and good times. And I mean, it'd be a no brainer. People look at him as a more capable leader, not Kanye West. And truthfully, I think anybody on the GOP side, they put out there would be seen as a more competent leader than Kanye. So he just has no chance when it comes to that. And he has no chance to run on the other side either because they want, they don't they don't want him in. They've not had any kind of weight. They've not embraced him. He didn't already embrace the, the MAGA hat and stuff like that. They've already 
Casamway is a fool and an idiot and an income poop, so they won't have him over there either. And third party, that's a losing battle. So, nah, there's no chance. I don't see a path for Kanye to do anything. And a guy like DeSantis would have a path because people love him already. He's established. Normies, they feel comfortable. It's a slam dunk. For sure. Yeah, you said it really well. I just believe that, you know, I think it'd just be frustrating, you know, like, you know, like when you have someone like Kanye and Nick Fuentes, you know, that, and even Molly Yiannopoulos, like, I mean, I, I remember like when I first started getting into like Milo, like he was still on YouTube before he got banned, but I just never appreciated the fact that like, you know, I don't appreciate people that just like want to be reactionary you know, or just say things just to get a reaction simply. And, you know, and you see that like a lot of people, you know, with the left, which is like, would really turn me off. Like, like when I was in high school a few years ago, like, you know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And now you have like people like them that are just heard themselves. And, you know, so I think like, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Like from what my original question was, I believe, you know, Ron DeSantis, I mean, I understand people in Florida don't want him, you know, to run because they want him to be, you know, governor for the next right. remaining year. So, Absolutely. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I didn't expect you to take my call, but I really appreciate it. And, you know, you, Officer Tatum, and even just like, you know, I've been getting into like Thomas Sowell, like and all of them, like, it's just, it's a great movement and, you know, keep just, I'm going to be out there always the board and watching your content. So I appreciate it. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Shout out to the caller. Good call. But yeah, man, I just know how people are. These normies, they, they, they're, and they're telling you what they want. The, the midterm elections, you got to pay. Look, look at the election. Pay attention to the election. See what's going on. See how they operate. See how they're voting. Pay attention. You can't ignore what people actually want. Three zero five. Don't know how much speaking to. Uh, hello. Uh, can you hear me? I hear you well. Oh yes. Uh, okay. I was. Uh, I have two questions. Um, one for the midterms. I, I just want to see your hear your opinion. Uh, don't you think um, when Republicans uh, participate in well, I guess the no Trumpers participate in the. Um, the January 6th uh, committee and they provide all that negative coverage that actually hurted that actually hurts or it actually damaged uh, Republicans chances of from winning I mean from winning more seats uh, during midterms nah I don't think but like we said like Republicans talking about January 6th like what like Mike Pence maybe or somebody else uh, Mike Pence um, and Liz Cheney I, it's just that the the Democrats, you know, I, I, I realize kind of the, compared to Democrats, the Republicans usually air out the dirty laundry. If they have an issue, they then the frustrations like in the media and, you know, with interviews. But like when Democrats have an issue with each other, they don't really say anything such as with AOC when she wasn't really uh, inclined with Joe Biden rerunning. She didn't really say anything. So well, I realize Democrats typically stay, stay close together, and they, if they do have the issue with one another, it's usually behind closed doors, while Republicans do not. Well, here's, here's a problem with that. Now, I think it would be better if we kind of just closed ranks and didn't 
air out dirty laundry. The problem is we don't have the media to back us up. So the Democrats can pretty much, um, if, if they do something, like let's say Hunter Biden, for example, they don't have to throw him under the bus because the media will defend him. The media will be sympathetic towards him. Just like um, when CBS verified the Hunter Biden, oh, that's something else. Remember when the whole Hunter Biden laptop came out in November of 2020, right before the election, like on the eve of the election, this tape comes out. It's a proverbial October surprise. It comes out right there, right before the, um, the general election between Trump and Biden. It was censored by the left media. It was censored by the left uh, social media. Twitter would ban you. They banned New York Times, a 200-year-old paper, one of the oldest in America for posting that particular thing. So they don't have to come out and throw Hunter under the bus because there's no story, right? It's just, it's been censored. You don't know about it. Nobody knows about it. Oh, we're talking about it on the right. Oh, you guys are conspiracy theorists. They've already been branded as conspiracy theorists. So they don't have to come out and throw Hunter under the bus. But meanwhile, we look at the media, January 6th, January 6th, January, every single day. So we can't help but to talk about it because if we don't, it's already out there for us anyway. The narrative's already been spun for us. It's not the same way as the left when they constantly get people to cover for them when they do things like this. We don't have the same luxury. So I would agree with you that it makes sense to kind of close ranks and not just throw somebody under the bus on the right. It's hard for us to do that when we don't have the backup that the left has. They have the media. They have the entertainment industry. We don't have that. Okay. All right. Okay, that makes sense. And now I just have one more question. Um, with all the controversy with like the Nick Quintes thing, um, the, my the, the, so my question is, um, I, I recently heard that uh, it's basically similar to my first question. Don't you think uh, like um, when I guess Mitch McConnell says, I think he says like white supremacy has no place within the Republican Party, and whoever runs, you know, with these views would not likely be president again, basically, you know, attacking Trump. Um, and then Marjorie Carely, um, you know, MTG basically saying, you know, you know, she, den she denouncing uh, Nick Fuentes as well, despite multiple pictures of her. Don't you think, um, regardless of how, how much the Republicans try, they still will be viewed as, you know, white supremacist, racist, so what's the point of even trying of giving those accusations weight? Instead, they could have just done like what Trump does usually deny and not take responsibility. And, you know, you what about in that sense? I think that would be more effective because overall Democrats are, are going to use that against them. Also media is going to, um, you know, use that against them too. It doesn't matter if they say you're right, this is wrong. They're just going to say these people are evil. The problem is again with the media, they're gonna they're gonna say it regardless. So let's say Hunter Biden has dinner with some white supremacists or whatever, the media will be quiet about it. So there's no need to say anything. You could just be quiet because there's nothing to defend. Meanwhile, if Trump does yeah. something like that, where people are labeled as white supremacists or whatever it is, that's gonna be played every single day, all day, all day long, all news stations, all Fox. CBS. So you got to say something. You can't just not say anything because if you don't say anything, people are going to believe whatever the media puts out there. And when you do say do you something, think the approach of Trump is correct huh? compared to like Kevin McCarthy. You said you what think now? The approach of 
do you think Trump's approach is correct compared to Kevin McCarthy and um, Mitch what? McConnell, which they basically give more, um, I guess, more. What, what, what is, what is the approach he has? Uh, uh, Trump's approach is basically saying like, um, you know, like, he, like people say he, he, he designs responsibility or he just used one thousand. But with Mitch McConnell, he basically says, we're, you know, we acknowledge this problem and we, we apologize for it. Because look, Trump, the thing, here, because here's the thing. It never happened. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing though. Trump lost last time. It didn't work. Yeah. And during this midterms, we should have had a, a bigger red wave, but it didn't work. The people that were aligned with Trump in some of these really tight races and the big races didn't, it didn't pan out very well. It should have been much bigger than what it was. See people, the, 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 the Republicans understand what's going on. They understand how much they're being attacked from the left. You, what Trump may have done in the past is not going to work anymore. The 2016 thing is not going to work anymore. Furthermore, Trump even came out and denounced Nick. He was like, look, I don't know this guy. They showed up. I don't know anything about that. That's not, I, I came in for Kanye West. These guys I don't know. So even so Trump is kind of, like, even, oh, wait, wait, sorry, wait, 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 wait now. Hold on, let me finish what I'm saying here. So even right, Trump, so even Trump is like moving away from that. He doesn't want to have anything to do with these guys. So you have to say something like on the left, they don't have to do that because there's never anything to defend because the media will defend them. The media will not publish the story, but on the right, we don't have that same luxury. So we got to behave differently. We can't behave like them because we don't have the same luxuries that they do. All right. Okay. I see your point. I, I personally think, um, you know, it's not going to change. So it's better to just like, I guess, amp up the strategy and, you know, kind of make it. Yeah. I mean, like, because they're, they're going to use these like denouncing whatnot. The Democrats are going to use it for the ad campaigns and the media is going to also use it to, especially during election time. So that's what, you know, that's what I think. Well, thank, thank, thank you for the call, for man. Thank you for taking my call. I no really like your show. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. You know, the thing is, it's like, you can't, you can't just not say nothing because they're going to talk about it regardless. We could say, just ignore it like the Democrats do, but we're not the Democrats. We don't have those same luxuries. It's just not the same. And I wish that it was, but it's not. So what you going to do? Just keep doing the same thing that's not working and see how long it's not going to work until you try to do something different. That's called insanity. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, Abiel. Uh, I just want to um, piggyback off that prior call. I think what the Republicans need to do is uh, they need to be more aggressive because he's right. Um, every time they pigeonhole a Republican down, they, they, they keep asking them to denounce white supremacy. And, and, and when you keep doing that, it does put this stigma that your, your, your party supports white supremacy. And I think what Republicans need to do is that they need to start going on the offense against Democrats. You know, Democrats support sexualizing kids. They support teaching children about transgenderism, you know, homosexuality, just this inappropriate things. And they need to start every single time they speak with a Democrat, the Republicans need to start saying, are you a fetophile? Um, uh, why do you keep supporting sexualizing kids and, and keep having them denounce it? Like, put that on that party, but to just be on a defensive all the time. It, it doesn't matter how much, you know, Mitch McConnell can say white supremacy has no place in the Republican Party. 
if you know, if you talk to the average liberal voter, they all think the Republicans are racist. And I don't know if that even translates over to the independence, but I do, uh, I do think that does have an effect on the elections because I feel like the American voter has been so thoroughly dumbed down by the media to the point that they don't even vote on policy. They vote on how they feel about a candidate. And, you know, so it, it doesn't matter if Biden didn't have any policies or didn't offer anything. And and and, and under Trump, the, the, the economy was doing good. Under Trump, Trump was talking to Russia, which is excellent. Uh, we don't need to have, need a hostile relationship with foreign power like Russia. They still voted for Biden. So to me, it's like emotion-based politics play at hand. And I I feel like the Republicans have got to change narrative. Stop. You know, if I was a Republican and, you know, they would bring up January 6th, I would say, can you read Trump's last two tweets? Or I believe it was his last four tweets where Trump said, be peaceful, respect the law. And then say, you know, what time of history has someone started an insurrection or led an insurrection telling people to be peaceful and obey the law. You know, put put these liars on the defense, but don't like I wouldn't even um you know mention anything about an insurrection. That that wouldn't even come out of my mouth. I'll be like like don't be silly. That wasn't no insurrection. Like seriously, uh people with no weapons insurrection like seriously, don't be stupid. Like, you know, you 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 got to start making people think. But yeah, man, I, I just think that uh, the Republicans got to be on the more offensive. And the thing is, I, I do agree. I, I kind of do want Trump under over, um, God, Ron DeSantis, although I don't think he'll be a bad president. Because the, the thing is, we got we to gotta get rid of these rhinos, man. Um, the, the problem with rhinos is that they fight for nothing and they're very traitorous. They're, they are very loud. And it to me is that they would rather see Democrats in power in order to have the status quo go on. And they will act like they're some beholders of truth and the Republican Party. And I feel like rhinos are bringing down the party and Trump has to call them out. Now, Trump, to me, he's got to be more strategic because, man, that meeting with Kanye, like I don't have a problem with it. But, man, like, you know, you got Nick Fuentes and... That's not going to change my vote. But, I mean, it's like, I feel like he's not media aware at times, man. I feel like he does things, and he doesn't realize how this hurts him in the media. You know what I'm saying? You get it. I get it. We know Trump is not anti-Semitic. We, 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 we know that. But does the media, I mean, does the average Joe who doesn't probably is not watching social media know that? You, you, know, what, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Trump has got to get more aware of how the media attacks him and 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 watches moves because he does not need this bad publicity against him, man. And you know the the one last thing I want to say about Kanye, man, is Kanye is making all the wrong moves, man. Um, that Tim that Tim Cast interview was horrible for him. It's like, dude, no one is talking to you, dude. Like you are blacklisted everywhere, and then you go on his uh, Tim Cast po- podcast. And you start talking about the untouchables, man. That's like me calling in your show and I'm saying all types of stuff about the untouchables. That That's going to put you in a defensive position because you know what I'm saying can get you banned. Like, that can cause a lot of heat. It's like, dude, be more intelligent. Be more respectful of the show. You can't expect Tim Pool to just agree with you on that topic. Knowing the type of heat that you took, 
You lost all of your deals. No one is listening to. Why would you think Tim Pool's gonna want that? Like, slow down. Be more st- strategic. Maybe lay off the untouchables for a little bit. Build an audience. And then, like, once you have a big audience and maybe you come president, then if you want to start talking about them, you can, but you already have the power. But during this time, dude, you are trying to win an election. Like, what? Like, I don't know, man. Kanye, uh, Kanye ain't going to win, man. Like, if, if Kanye, if he thinks he can go on Fox News <laughs> or any other show and start talking about the untouchables, he is, he is done, man. And that's all I got to say, bro. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Exactly. Kanye, I don't know what his purpose is. He just wants to vent and get his get his frustrations out there. But it's like, okay, are you trying to vent? Or are you trying to succeed in an election? I mean, you can't necessarily do both. You know, I can't, if I'm trying to become the president, I'm not, I'm not going to go on Fox and just talk about my day. Well, my, my dog died and, you know, uh, you know, this person over here, my neighbor's acting up, my, my neighbor threw their, their trash in my back. I was like, man, nobody trying to hear that, man. Talk about the, the like, what we got to talk about. You're talking about things that are irrelevant. You're talking about things that are going to get somebody deplatformed. If Kanye, big superstar, billionaire celebrity, gets locked out of his own money and can't use, can't use Apple Pay, can't even use his own cards, how do you think Tim Pool's going to be able to deal with that? How you th- like They risk a lot by even platforming them at all. So at least you could do is respect the platform and not just use it to dump your ideas you've been dumping for the past two, three months to him and then get him in trouble and what if he doesn't agree with you what if he genuinely like not even, aside from the whole thing about not wanting to get banned what if tim pool thinks differently than you is that wrong is that does it make him a bad person no he just disagrees with you so you want to storm out you, you're blocking your own blessings he, he won't have a platform anywhere nobody's going to touch him nobody's going to bring kanye on maybe some really small platform where nobody knows to, nothing to lose you know, but that's not what I got like Kanye. But he wants a really big platform to get himself out there. Call on line, take it to 417. Hello? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing, brother? It's all good, man. What's happening? Oh, not much. Hey, my name's Matt. I'm calling from Springfield. How you doing today, though? It's all good, man. What's on your mind? Good, good. Hey, man, I've been thinking about a lot of things. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily come into black pill by any means, but um, just watching the current administration, all the scandals, uh, you know, the billions of dollars that are getting sent overseas that are kind of disappearing and possibly being money launders. You have, you know, a nuclear, uh, you know, energy, whatever, stealing bags. We have, you know, countless, just countless, Okay, he hung up. I don't know what happened. It might have been a um, might have been the call drop. Shout out to him. Yeah, keep on going here though. Nine eight five in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, my name's Katie. How are you? I'm well. About yourself? I'm good. Um, I want to talk about the uh, Balenciaga stuff. Yes. All right. Now I don't know if you caught this because I just caught this recently, and I know you've been doing your show. Did you know that if you type in Ball, like B-A-A-L-N-C, and then Aga on the translation from Latin to English on Google, it will say Ball is king. Do you know who that is? The demon in the Bible? Yes. Ain't that 
crazy. That's totally crazy. And you know what? Some may say, well, you're spelling it wrong. That's not what it means. Well, they had an advertisement where they spelled, exactly. they, 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 they spelled it with the two A's. So they, 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 they know what they're specialty. doing. Yeah. So, and I, I also came across something else related with the Balenciaga stuff. They got this girl. Her name is Rachel Chandler. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Well, she is a girl. She's been on Epstein Island. She's posted uh, pictures from the temple on her Instagram. She was pictured with Bill Clinton. She rode on the Epstein Island uh, Lolita Express. She's that type of girl. Mm. Well, do you know that she provided in 2016 the model lineup for Balenciaga's uh, photo shoot? Well, if you look at these models, they look scared. They don't look happy. They look malnutrition. They, they have the dark circles. They look like human trafficking victims, okay? Mm. Now, I'm going to finish off with this. I know a lot of people talk about conspiracy, but guess what? The whole damn world is conspiracy these days. Now, with the stuff with the QAnon stuff, this person, whoever this is, posted a picture of her and said, this girl, her name, Rachel Chandler, like as if Chandler means child Chandler. And he's saying, watch out for this girl when she hits the news. So, and I'm going to finish with this. At the Trump rallies, if you ever watch the Trump rallies and pay attention, at the beginning of the rally, Trump was saying, hey, I my speech at the end of my video. Do y'all like that song that I played with it? Do y'all like that song? A lot of people say, I should stop playing that song. If you look up the song that he's playing, it is an instrumental, and the name of it is Where We Go One, We Go All. And he is basically giving a shout out to whoever this Q person is or acknowledging it because the Q person often says, where we go one, we go all. So I just wanted to say that my children are at me right now <laughs> in the bed, but I just thought that was crazy. It, it, it very much so is. I'm going to look into that whole thing with Balenciaga and some more stuff. I think I thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Yeah, the whole thing with Balenciaga is crazy, but not surprising at all, not in the least bit. All right. We got plenty of calls on the line. Y'all hang tight. We're going to get to you guys. Let's go to... All right. Let me let me try here. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. It's Epinette. You're Xbox. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, I'm kind of neutral on the whole Kanye thing. I wish the brother nothing but the best and all my love, but in all honesty, he's just a big distraction mm-hmm. from the real issue. Right there's on. A, there's a little unknown court case sitting at the doorstep of the Supreme Court. Uh, the Congress failed to do their duty to uphold and defend the Constitution on January 6th when over 100 congressmen said that the Constitution was over under attack and that they had a duty 
to put that uh, election count on hold for 10 days and do a thorough investigation of the attack on the Constitution, and they failed to do that. Now, it's up to the people of the United States to be heard by the Supreme Court that we need them to take that case, because if they do, there's no way but to say, yes, they are in account of treason against the Constitution, because every single person swears an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America from all enemies, foreign and domestic. End of discussion. That's the sleeper big story that's sitting there, right there in the background that nobody's talking about. But there is a video that explains it in great detail on Rumble, and you can fi find the links on Wimkin. I just don't have it with me. But uh, that's one thing I wanted to get out there real quick, ABL. And then uh, real quick, you know how I told you I would reserve my thoughts on why they're pushing this transgenderism on children? Uh -huh. Well, I finally, in my mind, I figured out what the end game is. Okay. Okay. Uh, you remember about two years ago uh, on the show, I said Klaus, uh, the World Economic Forum, wanted to put the world under one central government with China as the role model. Okay. And Klaus Schwab just said that two, uh, two days ago. Ah. I didn't know if you caught that, but getting back to the transgender issue, they're pushing on little kids. Here's my take on it. These people are evil. And it come to me when I, I got unbanned on Facebook and I saw your meme about uh, Twitter and Elon Musk. So I threw up my meme there, you know, in the comments of your meme on Facebook, because I follow you on Facebook. So I hope you go back and look at it, get a kick out of it. No doubt. But when you give pre-pubescent kids puberty blockers, they keep growing, but their genitals do not correct mm. i'm not sure how it works actually well it's pretty much how it of what i've everything i've researched the body grows but the genitals do not okay now the trouble comes when you get older or you want to have surgery there's not a enough penis to make a vagina all right we got we got we got, kids. We got, we got you gotta be a little oh, careful i'm sorry i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Right. I'm using medical terms. Right, right, I got anyway, you. Yeah. there's there's not enough material to do the opposite because it's been stunted and dwarfed. Okay. Now, what this is going to cause is a whole group of young people that are suffering from severe depression because now they're mules. A donkey and a horse make a mule, and a mule can't reproduce. Right. So consequently, the, you know, and you look at what Canada's doing, they're offering assisted state suicide. I, I, they don't care about age limit or nothing. You want you, your hospital bill, you know, if we do this surgery to save you, this is what the hospital bill is going to be. If you can't afford that, well, we can just, you know, terminate you. Right. That, that, that's the thing, right? Okay. Oh, you heard about that. Good. Okay, now, when I was on Facebook, right after I saw your meme and I posted my meme in the comments, I saw advertisement 
for the Pfizer vaccine for children. And in the one of the lower corners, it said, don't forget to have your kids as organ donors. And I'm like, you evil, blankety, blankety, blank, blank, blank. That's the end game. They're going to have a whole host of young adults, you know, in their prime of growth who cannot reproduce, who are suicidal, and then they're going to offer state-sanctioned suicide, and they're going to harvest their organs because if you're a criminal in China, you're an automatic organ donor. And if you match a high-ranking party official in China's blood type and that person needs your organs, you're automatically guilty. Done deal. They don't even use anesthesia when they chop you up. And it's good business in China. It's pretty rough. But uh, that's what the conclusion I came to. I, I don't, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. But when I saw that, make sure your kids are organ donors on that advertisement on Facebook for the vaccine, because, you know, the vaccines are safe and effective. They told us they work. Right, right. Yeah. Follow me on that? Okay, so why would you want to have your children uh, listed as organ donors? That's, that's pretty crazy, I'm man. 60. Yeah, because I'm 62 years old, and I never heard of that until you started driving, because the number one killer of children from age two, from newborn to age 26 was the automobile. Right. Yeah, things, things are different that now because all be these, the you, you, got, you got the vaccines out, things are different now, so it's a whole different ball game, man. But I got, right. I'm going to get to a couple more calls before I go. Thank you for yep, your call, yep, man. Yeah, I, got, I just wanted to get that out. Thank you, ABL. No uh, God bless. Great show. Uh, love to talk about Kanye. I just had to get that out there tonight. Right on, man. Thank you for your call. Appreciate you. Yep. God bless. Bye. All right. Let's uh, try to get to a couple more calls before I got to wrap it on up. Put the bow clean on it. Nine one eight. You're allowed. What's we could do? Hey, what's up, baby? Baby uh, Scotch from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, it's all good. Yeah, I love your show tonight, man. I always love your show, man. Got a lot of good people in here. Shout out to my girl, Vampy, listening. And my girl, Wanna Hope. Love her. But, man, I know I'm, like, one of the last callers. So I'm going to end on a good note, okay? I'm not going to discuss any politics or anything else. I'm just going to say, hey, man. Have you watched Sylvester Sloan's new show on Paramount Plus called Tulsa King? Never heard of it. Man, I'll tell you what, dude. I mean, being a native Oklahoman, you know, and being a huge Sylvester Sloan fan, it, it's one of the best. I mean, it's like the only show I watch right now. I don't, I don't watch regular television, you know, and I really don't watch anything else on any other of the, you know, you know, the pay to pay to watch programs. But like when I heard Stallone was doing this, I was like, okay, I gotta check it out. And I'm telling you, man, it is awesome. It is. Freaking awesome. Yeah, it's called Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone. 
Uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, because yeah. I don't really, really want to talk any politics or anything crazy tonight because that's just, yeah. I got you, man. Yeah, well, so, I thank you for your call. Yeah. Definitely appreciate you. <laughs> All right. You have a good night, buddy, man. Love you, dude. Love everyone in the chat. And yeah, you just have, have a good night, buddy. Same to you, man. All right. Tulsa King, why to check it out? 541, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Uh, this is Jeffrey from Southern Oregon. Thank you for taking my call. All righty, no problem. What's uh, going on? Uh, my question is uh, tomorrow's like December 1st, right? And then the new house is going to be sworn in in uh, January. Well, with the slim margin that I've been listening to, uh, McCarthy doesn't have the votes. And my question for you is, they have like five that are holding out and then some, I don't know, they're talking about more or whatever, but uh, that's here and there. Is that um, you think these five were holding out to get like super deals so that he could have them because it's such a slim margin. It could go back to Democrats, right? Um, I'm not sure how that would work. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I guess I suppose it could, if they voted for the Democrats, I don't know. I, I think that um, they may be trying to hold out for, some things that they want. I don't, I don't really know why they're holding out. To be t- t- totally honest with you. So I don't, I don't really see the, the plan here. Maybe there's a particular reason if they're able to get X, Y, and Z, then they'll go and vote. Aside from that, I really don't understand the purpose. Right. Because, you know, the Dems always stay together. It's plausible denial, right? You know, that's their thing, right? right? Exactly. And just stick together and just lie. But um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just, uh, it, it, it's amazing that it, the, the things that, I don't understand why they can't get together. They were talking about it right, through the whole thing. Right. And then the big wave didn't happen, but it did for the house, you know, at least they won, but now they, I don't know. Like, I think you're right They're They're maybe holding out to get some secret deals or, or whatever they want. Right. You know, cause the one guy from Gates and I know the other four, I just don't remember him. He's from Florida, some other district guy, but yeah, it's strange. Okay. That you, you answered me as best you could. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good night. All right. Let's go to 707. Oh, hey, Anthony and Brian Logan. This is me. What's going on? Hey, thank you for having me on the show. I uh, just wanted to speak some uh, some comments, some some something going on in my mind about uh, the, um, the sort of Kanye situation and the Republican Party in general. Um, I think there's a really concerted effort to really break up any any kind of momentum in the conservatives, um, Republican Party, what, what, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think there's a, a pretty good evidence showing that uh, Milo and Nick, uh, by their actions on January 6th, are federally compromised or informants of some sort. And I think that they kind of function as handlers for Kanye because maybe he's saying something He's talking about untouchables, people that you can't really mention, right? So they're there to either handle him or be able to compromise him. And uh, and I think we should, as like a conservative community, be very aware that the powers that be don't want us to consolidate and be able to communicate with each other because that's the most powerful thing, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, that's pretty much what I, I really wanted to voice. And 
I, I just see a lot of infighting with conservatives, and I, I want to say, guys, we gotta, we gotta band together more. You know, we gotta hear each other out a little bit more. You know, even if it's a little bit touchy or a little bit scary to bring on that subject matter. You know. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that. And then, um, regarding the, uh, the trans thing that another viewer brought up. If you follow the money, you know. Just follow the money, not not even get into the philosophy of it too much. But, you know, there's a lot of money in all these surgeries. And then there's a lot of money in the uh, the psychology stuff that goes along with taking care of, like, these trans people, right? So, you know, big pharma, these big corporations have a lot of money involved in convincing people to either go trans, detransition, and then all the accoutrement involved in that whole process and there's there's companies making millions off of this daily you know so that's true very true look into it guys hey thank you for having me on the show thank you for the call man appreciate it thank you god bless have a good day all right that'll be right for me on the calls we're at the end of the show if you cannot get on tonight i'm sorry don't blame me blame the white man you know it's not my fault ever (laughs) but you guys have been a great audience thank you for being here thank you for hanging out with me you know, I, I know I was like in the past couple of Wednesdays, but I'm back. I'm going to be here as much as I can every Wednesday and Saturday night from 8 to 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I'll be here. All right. I'll be back again tomorrow with pre-recorded videos, of course. I think I'm going to do one about, um, what was that? The one I'm going to do tomorrow, I already forgot what it was, but I got some stuff saved. So I got some stuff coming up that I'll be doing tomorrow. You guys just stay tuned for that. Um, I got super chats. So I'm gonna read right quick. Then I wrap it on up. Put the bow clean on top. Thank you to, uh, let me see, Tune She who says, "What program do you use to see all super chats?" Well, I'm just looking at um the back end of YouTube. You see, I can't really show you guys that right now. But when you when you set up a stream, when you're using uh, YouTube, I, I use software, so I use um OBS. And there's like a little back end thing right here. I can see our super chats right there where it says like viewer activity. Like I have a whole different thing than what you would normally see on just a regular YouTube page. And then I can also go into the back end of my actual channel and I can see supers in the list. So if I don't have them right there on that list, if some of them don't populate for whatever the reason may be, I'm able to go see them in a different way. So that's all. Uh, it's It's not a specific, it's not a program specifically. I'm just in the web browser. The way I would normally do my um my stream. And thank you to Matthew Richardson who says, Elon just invented an app called Talk Tick. It's like TikTok, except it's Chinese predators. It's for Chinese predators. <laughs> that would thank you for that. And thank you to Phil Shoy. I know I'll tell your name up, man. I'm sorry. Don't please please forgive me. Who says, Is it wrong to question why the media and government lied to us in into war in the Middle East 20 years? Was it for oil, or is there a certain other country over there with local enemies? Okay, we can talk about that, I guess. Thank you to Zedotis Kingsword, who says, uh, super effective with the emoji. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate it for your generous donation. But that will be a wrap for me tonight. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.